Ever waddle to the bathroom after sex, towel between your legs, desperately trying to keep the freshly delivered load from dripping down your leg and onto your hardwood? Well, worry no more. Awkward Essentials introduces the drip stick, or as I like to call it, the cum sponge. This medical grade sponge sucks up jizz before it sneaks onto your sheets. Visit awkwardessentials.com today and use my code, WYP, for a 10% discount. They offer numerous products for all types of fun fluids. Keep your shorts semen free and use my code today. That's WYP and save 10%. Awkward Essentials, making bodily fluids less awkward. What's Your Position podcast may contain adult themes, sexual discussions, and strong language. We want everyone to be educated, but we are intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Live from WIP Studios in Huntington Beach, California, this is What's Your Position. On today's show, we talk about motherhood, postpartum depression, and how to have sex when you have kids. With guest Jessica. If the world were per- oh. If the world were perfect, it wouldn't be. And now your host, Ashley Weller. Welcome, fellow humans, to another episode of What's Your Position podcast. Today we have somebody I've known, if you can believe it, for 21, 20 years, 20 years. Yeah. Isn't that weird? That's weird. I know. 20 years. I know. Seems like... Weren't you like a baby when you started? I was in high school, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was my first job. This is Jessica. <laughs> Jessica and I worked at Starbucks together on Harbor and Adams. Yes, ma'am. In Costa Mesa. Right next to Vaughn's. Oddly enough, with Darcy, who was just on the podcast, like yesterday and I still am friends with people through social media but really only the two of you like yeah crazy like it is really weird because I I was friends with so many of those people I know and we're in the trenches together holy moly oh my god but working at Starbucks back then was a little bit different than working at Starbucks now mm. I remember when I would train people I would get the Starbucks cup I would get a Vente white hot cup. Yeah. And in every box, I, I had the training cup, the gold training cup. And so I would write every abbreviation in the milk area that you would ever need, every abbreviation in the shot area that you could ever need, every abbreviation in the syrup area that you could ever need. And then around the back side of the cup, what it meant to be a frappuccino or what it meant to be. But like we didn't have the uh, acai drinks. We just. No, we didn't have the like the heated anything. Uh, no, like yeah. all of our food was. We threw it out every... Actually, I took it home every day. Totally. The workout's so good. <laughs> totally. So good during took college. Took the cookies home. <laughs> took the coffee cakes home. Oh, yeah. There were sandwiches that were really good that we took home. We got beans all but, the time. Thank goodness. Any, any coffee maker that was brought back, would you, would you just take it? I had like four coffee maker French presses that I just took. 
I can't believe I didn't steal like an entire espresso machine. But Starbucks was one of like the first jobs where I realized I'd like to be a teacher. I'd like to be a leader. I'd like to, you know, teach people how to do shit. And I was a shift lead at Starbucks and you were a baby. Mm-hmm. You were like 16, right? Yeah, 16, 17. So yeah. yeah. I guess senior year. Yeah. And then into college, but yeah. And your I've mom done. would come in. Oh yeah. Family would come in. All the time. Yes. Do you remember that cop that used to come in? He was so sweet. Yeah, so many regulars. And the, he was studying for the bar. Yes. God. So many regulars. So many. It was really nice. Working at Starbucks was uh, a really good experience. I worked at a Starbucks in Fullerton, at a Starbucks in Newport, and then I ended my Starbucks career unceremoniously. <laughs> <laughs> I was a scapegoat. I was a scapegoat uh, at Harbor and Adams, but it was, I, I liked working there. I did too. I really did. Good benefits. Yes, especially being a young person and yeah. in college, and yeah. you get those cash tips every week. And yeah. You could work the 4 a.m. shift if you really have to with oh my classes. God. And Do you have oh. Starbucks nightmares? Oh, I still have Starbucks nightmares. Dude, mine consist of Vanguard students lining up yes, outside at 9.55 uh-huh. p.m. After you were like, oh, I could probably clean up the Frappuccino and stuff. All they want is Frappuccinos. And they each order a different one. And then I'm there until the sun comes up and the opening crew comes, comes in. in. And I'm like, like ah. I could never lock the door. <laughs> I'm still here. Oh. <sighs> the trauma. Fuck. <laughs> I worked at a uh, place that we proudly served Starbucks. Oh. So we weren't a Starbucks. We were, yeah. yeah. We called it, we couldn't call it Frappuccino, so we had to call it a... A blended. Cremise, or cream ice, but it had like a little accent. Oh my. Cremise. Yeah. And then then smoothies too. Smoothies was a big, I have nightmares of smoothies. Yeah. Smoothies. It was inside a a volleyball gymnasium and the line would just go out the door. I remember being a... that I was typically the closing shift lead. And <laughs> I remember at like 9.30 at night, all of the employees would be like, Ashley, can we shut down the Frappuccinos? And I'm like, fuck yeah, shut them down. And then students would come in at 9.45. Every time. For studying and they'd be like, we want Frappuccinos. And I'd have to straight face be like, I'm sorry, we're all out of Frappuccinos. <laughs> <laughs> like the fucking... The espresso mocha chip ones were the worst. Oh God. So Bro. dirty. Do you have any um, drinks at Starbucks that you made up? Oh, what did we make? We made some with like the vanilla base mm-hmm. and like. Oh, yeah. Orange. What did oh, we do? Yeah. We did the like creamsicle. a pump of orange. But there was some like. Oh, and pump of red raspberry when oh, we yeah. still had it. Yeah. Mostly I remember the people like. The double tall, non-fat, semi-dry cappuccino guy. God. And like. And he'd pick the cup up. Oh, and f- feel it. This is not semi-dry. There's too much. And you much would remake mo- it. And you would have to remake it. Or the quarter pump mocha frappuccino lady. Yeah. <laughs> These are real people in the world. Humans. Or like. That exist in the world. up to like the yeah. boobs of the mermaid. Ice please. to the boob. Or 225 degrees. Exactly. No. Certain yes. Fahrenheit. But we had like the thermometers that you stick in turkeys. So like the thermometer yeah. in the milk and you had to hold it until it reached. And then you couldn't use that milk for, for anyone, anyone else. Because it was too hot. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. I loved the uh, double shot espressos. Yes. You remember those? I used to yeah. pour those in a blender. Get whipped cream which we made by the way i loved making whipped yeah, cream so fun. fucking love that yeah. 
and I would squirt whipped cream oh. into the double shot espresso and add a tall cup of ice and I would make a frappuccino but nice. with a double shot espresso. It was really good. Smart. Yeah, it was not sweet. I know. Do you guys she, serve anybody famous? Not really much celebrities in that's where you a guys no. Were. no. No. No sports figures? There was. Oh. Oh, oh my God. You? Actually. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I served, oh, I served the drummer from Foo Fighters, Taylor. Oh. Did you really? Wow. At the oh, Starbucks wow. in Fullerton. Yeah. He was really, like, I was at the bar. I was on bar that night. And I was making all the drinks and him and his wife were in there. And I was like, Taylor, here's your whatever. And he came up to grab it. And I looked up and I was like, oh, my God, you're the drummer from Foo Fighters. And he grabbed the cup and touched my hand. He's like, yes, I am. And I was like, I love your band. And this was like the year 2000. So it wasn't like they weren't. They were pretty big. They were big. They weren't like what they are now though so he was like very grateful and was like thank you that's really awesome like i really appreciate it and i was like no that's so cool and he him and his wife left and yeah that's the only famous person i ever served at starbucks but uh, r.i.p taylor i got two and they're kind of both baseball related gina davis okay league of their own yes and then um i just popped my head and, and i didn't realize until now oh you know what maybe it was joe madden it was one of the angel, co- one of the angel coaches, Joe Madden. It might've been that long ago. Maybe not. No, he was coaching the Cubs back then. No, but it was an angel coach. I can't remember, but I remember like, Oh dude, I know you. Wow. Yeah. So. That's cool. There you go. So cool. Don't nice. work at Starbucks. <laughs> go work at in and out. If you want the high paced thing, get paid more. Go in and out. Starbucks actually doesn't pay too bad. Yeah. Especially if they, if you're in the union now. That's oh the, yeah, that's, that's right. They did start a union pay for college. And How long did you work there? I was there, I want to say like four years, like high school and then a couple years into college. Was it your first job? It was my, yeah, it was my first job. Oh, okay. Job. That's mm-hmm. a good first job. Mm-hmm. It is a, it's a good first job. Mm-hmm. And then I moved into like restaurants and yeah, great same. Training. then, same. Mm-hmm. That's a good training place. Oh totally. yeah. Yes. God. To teach you how to deal with customers, to teach Versus you how like to. mom and pop place. Yeah. And how to deal with fast paced environments Super and how to be organized. early. Oh my oh god. My god. I had one oh my god. My alarm didn't go off once. Oh no. <laughs> For shame. With oh those like god. five AM coffee oh drinkers. I, and I had the keys. Right? Like maybe another reason why you had an unceremonious. Probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> there were so many, so many people who slept through their shit. It's hard so, to get up at so 3 So again, we, we we switched formats. We're now the Starbucks podcast. Yes, yes. Starbucks <laughs> podcast. Sex is out the window. Unofficial sponsor. No, fuck them. Starbucks. <laughs> go go to Pete's. Or go to Actually, a, I do love Pete's. Go to like a mom too. and pop. They have, I'm a Starbucks has enough money. They really That's do. True. Uh, McDonald's of coffee. Jessica is now a social worker. Yes. Which is incredible. Thank you. That's such, such an undertaking. Like a, a selfless, empathetic course of work. That is exactly where that <laughs> horn belongs. She's also a mom, a wife, a sister, a lover of iced coffee, a lover of the sunshine. <laughs> Me too. Uh, she likes to work out. She likes to go out for girls' night, goes out to breakfast, goes on adventures. Where's the last adventure you went on? Last adventure... We stayed at a hotel close to Disneyland for like a little staycation. Uh, she also loves oh, Disneyland, yeah. which my husband and daughter are at Disneyland today without me. What? Well, I had to work. They're still on summer break. Uh, yeah, we're love Disneyland. You pass? Yes. Yeah. New are you going to get out? 
grandfathered back in with the yes. new okay us yeah. too yeah i'm renewing mine. the new ones don't it doesn't matter especially if you're california the, the lowest one it doesn't matter if your grandfather didn't you can still buy it oh fantastic mm-hmm. but Great. it's still a hundred dollars more than it was before. whatever of course of course and she's an enneagram too same are you really, <laughs> I really nice. am. i mean it makes sense i'm a firstborn and i'm a type oh a. yep there you go so yeah, there you go what was that enneagram it's a personality test oh oh that thing okay just want to yep. make sure i didn't know it's an enneagram test and you said you it can, really fast oh no enneagram. Enneagram. enneagram you know if you know wow you know uh and you know what you are uh and uh yeah i'm a i'm a two so cheers cheers, cheers. cheers. Oh, to type you got to open your white claw to cheers with the white claw Wow. Unofficial sponsor, White Claw. Cheers. Cheers. Sorry, four sons. Until they start sending us cases of seltzer, they're not going to be. Amen. <laughs> Drew, I need cases of seltzer. I'll tell him. Today's episode is going to focus a lot on motherhood, a lot on what it's like to birth a child. I went into detail about what it was like to get an IUD. So I'm hoping that you can give us (laughs) some juicy details on what it's like to push a baby out of your vagina. It's juicy. It is juicy. There's a lot of of things flowing, a lot of things going on down there. Uh, We're also going to talk about what it's like to have girls, two of them. Two. Siblings. Yes. Um, We're going to talk about postpartum anxiety. Yes. Which is a facet of postpartum depression depression but it isn't the same so there's a lot of um, differences when it comes to how it's treated what it's looked like how it's how it's formed in a person Um, and then we're going to talk about the most important thing which is sex and how to have sex after you have a baby how do you keep that identity because so many people I think lose yeah that identity they become a mother and they lose the identity of wife of lover of sexual person Mm -hmm. sexual partner yeah um someone who needs pleasure just as much as anybody else because they're so busy yeah caretaking it's easy and you're a social worker which means you're caretaking (laughs) literally 24 7 (laughs) like that's all you're doing all day long so we're gonna get into a bunch of different uh topics on motherhood you are our first mom. Wow. Hold on. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. She is the first one to come on and talk about being a mom. Okay. I'll take that. We had a dad come on and talk about what it's like to be a dad. Yes. Yes. We have not had a mother come on and talk about what it's like to be a mom. That's all. Just rephrase it. My mom. This is the, the, was the oh first. shoot. Oh yeah. Well, so I was like, apologies. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it, Ashley. But she talked about addiction, and yeah, she it talked. T- it was not. It was not me. anything about really being a mom. It was more about like her I, journey yeah. in addiction and, and whatnot. Yes. But yes. yeah, you are our first woman to to really. If break I had a crown. I give it to you. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. Sorry, Tierra. I'm excited Tiara. too. I invited Jessica on because uh, you know social media is everywhere and it takes over our lives. And after. I left. I mean, when I was at Starbucks, there wasn't even MySpace. Oh my gosh, yeah, no. And we stayed friends because, you know, when you go on MySpace, you start typing in names of people that you know. And when you're friends with someone on MySpace, it then 
trickled into Facebook. Mm -hmm. And then you were friends with people on Facebook. And then when you started an Instagram, they were like, do you want to just be friends with all the people that you knew from Facebook? And you're just like, yeah, of course. And some people sort of just drift away and their lives aren't, you know, it's not that their lives aren't interesting to you, but it's just that you're not engaging with them as much because they're just not kind of on the same level as you. But Jessica, I've always, there was actually one point where I was like, I know this person. I love this person. I, why do I know this human being? Where have I worked with her? Did I work with her at a restaurant? How did I work with this person? And then it dawned on me and I'm like, oh my God, I worked with her at Starbucks. How the fuck are we Instagram friends? Those two things are so far Far apart. apart. Yes. But the fact that we have remained even just social media friends is amazing to me. And she's such a a beautiful mom and really I'm not trying to like inflate your ego or like make you feel uncomfortable every time you post about your daughters or what you're doing or what you did during COVID oh my gosh holy shit and your husband it is always joyful it is always filled with happiness and energy and gratitude and it's just so fucking refreshing because there are so many people who complain about their husbands who complain about their children or who word things in a way where it's like oh you know I love these crazy fuckers and it's like kind of snarky okay like do you though are you sure about that (laughs) really yeah or do you want to like run away uh and so I truly appreciate the joy that you put into your life and uh, and how you raise your kids. And Thank I have you. wanted you to come on the podcast for a very long time. I know, we've gone back and forth and then, yes. And I'm super, super happy that you're finally here and we're both sweating balls. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Hold going... Hold on a second, you don't have balls. All right, we're both sweating our tits off. Yep. It's fine. There you go. But we're going to talk about toddlers which are basically tiny drunk humans. It's true. They are. And it brings me to my tip of the day. Tip of the day. Tips on raising girl boss. Okay. I'm going to need your input. Okay. Prepare yourself. Okay, I'm ready. Notice your behaviors. Your girls will notice how you dress, what you talk about, how you talk to her, what your traits are. So be careful how you speak for it creates a huge impact on their little minds and their little hearts. Thoughts? Um, 100%. Like the biggest responsibility and undertaking of my life. Yes. Is all of that. Like I really am their first view of what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a professional, what it means to be in a relationship, a family member, like everything. Yeah. Like they look at me. Yeah. So that's like terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) So terrifying. Like, Oh God, am I old enough for this? Am I, am am I I really qualified? (laughs) Who decided that I was qualified? Entrusting me with these, tiny beautiful people have you ever done something or said something that they've emulated and you've been like oh fuck oh my gosh 
I'm like sure saying the word fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Not that. Oh, um, the music I play in my car. Okay. One of their favorite songs is they call milk money, but it's milf money. Like the Fergie song. <laughs> so my husband is like, oh, what are they singing? I'm like, they think it's milk money. <laughs> <laughs> so things like stuff like that. Yeah. My sister has a daughter <laughs> named Huckleberry. She's precious. And she's two. And Lindsay uh, messaged us the other day. Is this milk? Oh, that this is it. This is it's it. fantastic. Great. It's going to be playing in the background of the tip of the day, by the way. Lindsay messaged us and said, I've reached the height of parenting. Huckleberry dropped something the other day and looked down and went, oh, fuck. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yep. They listen to everything. That's really only the only time I like kids is when they curse. <laughs> it's the only time I like it. Talk to her about everything but beauty. Don't be concerned about how they look, how they're dressed, or their appearance. Your little one has more than just beauty. She doesn't need a perfect shape in order to be loved or successful. How do you implement in them attributes that have nothing to do with, oh my gosh, you look so cute in that dress, or oh, that, that, those wings look so pretty. You look like a pretty princess. How do you phrase things to your daughter so that it isn't about appearance? Yeah, so I mean, we just we're cautious about saying those things. Like my daughter went through a phase of putting on like a fancy dress or something. Be like, Oh, don't I look pretty? And be like, Oh yeah, you look really fancy. I love what Mm. you picked out. Love that dress up dress. Right. So just kind of rephrasing it. And then also paying attention and verbalizing when they are sharing, when they did do something really tricky, when she went on stage for her dance performance, when she jumped in the water at swim, when she helped us with the bunnies without being asked, you know, all of those little things really just being highlighting anything and verbalizing it to her. Lead by example, surround your child with stories of amazing women who have conquered the world. Make them feel inspired by the strength we possess as women, which can't ever be limited. I am reminded of when um, we were all, as women, posting for the Women's March Mm -hmm. um, when the Cheeto was elected. Mm -hmm. I am reminded of how vocal you were Mm -hmm. about, did you go to the Women's March? I didn't. I didn't go to the march. I think my mom did and my sister did or different. There's been so many things so many to march things. about. I know. There's been the so Chino. many marches since the Cheeto. Shoot. Um, but even when Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away yes. and posting about her and yes. having little books and little stories about powerful totally. women. Do you have little like storybooks about Sojourner Truth or like powerful women in history? Yeah, we do. We have a ton. We have like Rebel Girls. We have... Um, Oh my, I'm like blanking on the names right now, but little, you can find board books like for Mm -hmm. one year olds and it's people that I don't even always know about. Right. It's a, it's an education for me and my husband too. And reading them and like my daughter loves Misty Copeland, who is a black professional ballerina. Mm -hmm. So we talk about a lot, a lot about Misty Copeland, who isn't someone you would necessarily hear about. Right. She's amazing. And my daughter loves ballet. So yeah, we make a point to incorporate all kinds of girl power stories and awesome. still watch Disney movies. Hell yeah. And we talk about like, why the frick is she waiting around for so-and-so to come get her out of the tower? Or sure. Like, yeah, right. like in the background right. with my little commentary. Right. My husband's like, just okay. Just let them watch the movie and then maybe have yeah. a conversation. That's about the it balance. Later. That's the balance. Teach her the value of bonding. So we know, we know how mean girls can be. Oh man. Especially 
when they hit like 11 mm. or 12. What age are you? What school? What age is the school that you teach at? So I'm a social worker. So I am mostly with secondary. So like seventh through 12. That's the meanest. Middle school is rough. Middle school is tough. I wouldn't go back. No. <laughs> no. No. How do you teach them to speak nicely to other girls and to other people? Like, what is your go-to? Like, if they say, oh, she she looks silly or she's dumb. Like, how do you rephrase that for them? I mean, I feel like we don't talk like that about people in general, just as a family. So sometimes curiosity comes up like, oh, like that person's body looks a little bigger or funny or that part, like why is that person doing this or walking that way or something? So we talk about like, you know, some conversations are like private to have with like mommy on the side or just being respectful, but it's mostly out of curiosity and not Mm -hmm. meanness, at least yet. Right. Now conversations with sister, (laughs) not as much respect there. (laughs) (laughs) that's I am gonna ask you about sibling sibling rivalry in just a minute because I read something the other day that I think is brilliant um yes you sent that I did like dang it my kids are like three and almost seven now like I think I missed the mark on that but yes that was not blaming baby yes yeah I can't take you to the park right now because I have to put the baby down Mm -hmm. or I can't play with you because I'm feeding the baby or you need to be quiet because the baby's napping when you blame the baby it's always about the baby and so now I'm gonna be pissed at the baby because fuck you I can't go to the park and I can't play with mom you piece of shit like yeah wake up that was a really really good one yeah sorry I sent it to you so late my bad I mean I could still incorporate it because there's still you know little sister is still three and she needs a lot more help in some things than my soon-to-be seven-year-old so I can't believe she's seven what the heck seven seven really October yeah first grade going to first grade (gasps) when's first day uh, Monday. Woo! I know. <laughs> That's so exciting. Like real school. Oh my God. Yeah. Big girl school all day long. Mm-hmm. That's super yeah. exciting. The last so one is exciting. let her say no. I think that this is such a important tip. Um, this is something that women especially struggle with in adulthood is saying no or being honest with yep. um whether or not they want to do something uh, because they want to be people pleasers because they don't want to create conflict because, um, you know, women. Uh, So letting them say no to an extent. Yes. Right. Time to go to bed. No. Okay. (laughs) It's time to go to bed, but not, you know, Hey, we're going to go for a walk. I don't want to go for a walk. Okay. We don't, have to go for a walk. What yeah. would you like to do instead? Or we're going to wear this today. No, I don't want to wear that today. Okay. What would you like to wear instead? Yeah. And letting them have autonomy. But how do you let your children have autonomy while still being the in charge person? Do you know what I yeah, mean? Well, and I think part of it is And it's a new style of parenting. It takes a paradigm shift, I think, for a lot of people. And the way we were parented traditionally, you think of like the parent is in charge. The kid does what the parent says, right? But there's power in sharing that, right? Like you gain respect by sharing some of that power. Like, do I need to dictate what she wears to school? Would I rather her not wear the same dress five days in a row? Sure. What I hope that she wore the dress I picked out for her third birthday and she still wore the like, 
queen poppy, whatever the heck dress. Okay, absolutely. But at the end of the day, that's Pick your her. battles. Pick your battles. <laughs> and and it's like you're saying, is that first step in autonomy, even if it sounds silly to adults. Yeah. But I don't think there's, I think there's a fear in sharing some of that power and it doesn't need to be feared. Like right. you can still have boundaries. You can still have expectations. I still need to keep you safe. It's all about safety. Mm-hmm. I, and like, okay, some things are up for negotiation. Let's talk about it. Like, yeah. what's your idea then? What's how? Can, yeah. what's our plan going to be? Some people, some things are up for negotiation. Some things are not like, no, you will not stay out past 10 PM with a boy. I don't know. Yes. Alone. Oh gosh. Those conversations. Ooh. Yeah. Are you excited for that? Terrified. I bet you are. Terrified. We're going to talk a little bit about questions <clears throat> in my statistic of the day. It's the start of the day. Ooh. It's the start of the day. Ooh. This is a really good one. I love questions so fucking much. Like, as a professor... When students are like, I'm so sorry, I have a question. I'm like, please fucking ask. Good God. Questions are Why like, is the sky blue? Right. Well. Why is the grass green? It, well, chlorine. What is the meaning of life? It depends. Okay, I'm just giving so, examples. Questions are some of my favorite things ever. But children. <laughs> <laughs> but children. Ask a lot of questions. Oh, my goodness. In 2018, the UK did a study. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for okay. this. Okay. Over the course uh, uh over the course of 2 years, they asked parents in the UK with children ranging from like 2 when you can start asking questions really like 2 to they stopped the age at 10. And the average number of questions that children ask between those ages was 73 questions a day. Okay, so the average number of questions asked by two to 10 year olds is 73. How many questions does the average four year old ask? And the guest has to go first. I mean, it has to be triple digits, right? 120. A four year old? A four year old. Oh, my God. 220. No, 120. Producer? 169. You're so dumb. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll get back to that at the end of the episode. You don't get to know right now. You know how this works. I do. You know how this fucking works. works. Let's talk a little bit about you. Please tell me, where'd you grow up? Grew up locally. Okay. Costa Mesa. Costa Mesa. Mm -hmm. And you still live in Costa Mesa. I do. Moved away for a little bit. Long Beach for college and then slowly migrated back. We both went to Cal State Long Beach? I guess so. Go Dirtbags. Uh, Go Dirtbags. Did you get your uh, bachelor's in social work? Um, Actually in child development and family studies. So had a broader kind of like fundamental understanding. Yeah, I I like that. I do too. It's been so helpful in so many things. Did you get a master's? I did. So I taught as a preschool teacher for four years, four years, five years. And then took two years off after my bachelor's and went back for my, for grad school. What'd you get your master's in? Social work. Okay. Yeah. And then I became licensed after that. Nice. Yeah. And then what made you go into being a social worker in a school rather than working with like foster youth or homeless veterans? Our friend, our friend Cherie, um, 
who has been on the podcast is a licensed social yes. worker and she works she she's, she's amazing yes. I, thank you um she works with uh homeless individuals that's her passion in life you obviously love children yes um and what but why a social what does a social worker in school do how is that different than like a school therapist yeah so i started out thinking I would be a medical social worker. So Mm. my sister um, had cancer when we were younger. So my family actually had a social worker. I remember that. Yeah. I'm sure I talked about it or we were fundraising for the Children's Center and stuff. My mom's still super involved. And um, so that was like my family had a social worker when I was 12. Thought I could do the medical social work, but I swear if I like smell hospital soap, I'm like, no, I'm good. (laughs) I'm like, I'm triggered. Gotta get out of here. So... (laughs) That was a little too close to home. My sister is a oncology nurse now, so really oh. went like full circle for her. Which what is kind super of cancer cool. did she have? She had leukemia. Okay, um, and now she's an oncology nurse. Yes, that's really fucking beautiful. I mean, Come on, can't beat it. That's podcast a lifetime done. story. Yes, Can we just turn the podcast off? <laughs> done. See you later, everybody. Um, so that that's originally what I thought I would do, but then I have teachers in my family. My parents are both educators, high school teachers, um, didn't really see myself in a classroom. So I thought school social work would be a cool, like blend of those two things. So a school social worker, um, we're really looking at all those social, emotional needs of students and families, but from like an educational standpoint. So what's going on? What are the barriers? What are the, do they have Wi-Fi at home? Like. Do they it have could be as simple as that? Yeah. Do they just, have breakfast at oh home? Gosh, yeah. Just networking families. Do they have a house? Do they have a place to sleep? Do they have the resources they need? Do they have insurance to access like family therapy? But then also like what are the struggles in the school setting? So like peer issues or bullying. you know outbursts, behavior oh, okay. issues type like yeah bullying. Um, a lot of like school anxiety right now, especially mm-hmm. coming back coming from back. the pandemic. Yeah. That's been rough. Um, so just any and all struggles, um, we're helping families and students and then teachers, administrators kind of work through that and coming up with a game plan for those individual kids. When you were growing up, did you always know you wanted to be a mom? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You just always wanted. Yeah. I like, I, well, my sister is six years younger than me, so that probably was part of it. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like. Saturdays, like just one sister, just one sister, no brothers, no, no, just one sister, sister, just the two of us. Um, but I, you know, babysat growing up and through junior high, high school, and was a camp counselor Mm -hmm. and all those things. So just kind of always saw that in my future. Had a maternal kind of instinct. Yeah, I think so. Where'd you meet your husband? We met at Patty's Pub. Shut up. That's true. Right off of Harbor. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know, I had my first shoot the root. Oh my Patty's God. Do you know what a shoot the root is? Absolutely. Okay. Delicious. Let me tell. I don't know about Let that. me tell the fucking listeners about. Oh, there you go. So, Patty's Pub is it, always sunny. You watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia? No, I don't. My license of, plate the says Patty's Pub. It's the name of their oh, nice. bar. Yeah. Okay. There's a bar in. Do you know the bar in Costa Mesa, Patty's Pub? No, there was one in Garden Grove, though. Bro, I'll have to take you Same. to this Patty's Pub. It's oh, no, I have been to that one. Yeah. It's right by the Costa Mesa Country Club. Yeah, I yeah. have been there. So it's very much locals. Jesus very Christ, much. it yes. is dirty. Yeah. Yeah. My, I was at my dad's house the other day with my car, and, and he saw my license plate for the first time. He's like, "Patty's Pub." And I was like, "How the fuck do you know Patty's Pub? You don't watch Always Sunny? What the fuck?" He's like, "No, there used to be a 
uh, bar in Garden Grove. Why do you know it? I was like, that's not, not, that's not, not, not the same. Sorry, Dad. Patty's Pub in Costa Mesa served this and I would go there before I was 21. They didn't check IDs. No. Don't even care. And you could walk there from our Starbucks. Yes. Literally. Across the street. Right next door. And they give you a, it's a, it's a drop shot, like a cactus cooler or a, yeah. or a Jaeger bomb. Mm. And it's. Oh, not Jaeger bomb. Come on. But I'm telling you like yeah, the drop yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's root beer schnapps Ooh. dropped into. Just light beer. Yeah. Like any Ooh. light beer. And you drop it and pound it, and it tastes exactly like a root beer float. And it's called Shoot, Shoot the, root. the Root. Huh. Well, there you go. But I have yet to see root beer schnapps at any other fucking bar. I asked for it at a bar once, and I was like, can I get a Shoot the Root? And they, they were like, like what the fuck is that? And I was like, I got to go to Patty's. There Patty. is a bar in Long Beach where Ooh. we used to live. Shannon's on. I know Shannon's. On 2nd Street. Yes. You can get a shoot through it there. Maybe it's just the Irish ones. <laughs> <laughs> the frilly skeezy ones. I'm the not sure. skeeziest <laughs> bars ever. Have I heard best. a really weird shot the other day I want to try. It's, stay with me. Oh, God. Stay with me. Fireball. Mm. I don't like fireball. <laughs> but you do it with pineapple juice. Okay. And it's supposed to taste like cinnamon applesauce. Like exactly like cinnamon applesauce. Fascinating. Interesting. And I have like a half a bottle of Fireball still at my house. I'm gonna Ooh, try, I'm gonna try. try it and let Definitely. us know. Definitely, I love that. Yeah. You met him at Patty's Pub. We did. How so old were you? I was eighteen. No, <laughs> no I was twenty-three. I guess. Okay. Yeah, and we so we I saw mutual friends. He was with those friends. Turns out we went to the same high school, but he's older than me. So we did. How much older? Five years older. Whoa. So I will always be five years younger than him, is what God. I like to tell him. <laughs> um, so it was nice. Like, we didn't know each other from high school, but That's we, good. you know, grew up in similar neighborhoods. Yeah, it's like definitely simil- like could, similarities that you could talk about. Could throw names out and be sure. like, oh, yeah, I know that person, and blah, blah, blah. So it was nice to have, like, a touchstone, I guess. Sure. Like, I know where he's coming from. He's not some total random. He's super handsome. Thank you. It's he's true. Tall. Love the like curls. Curly. Hi. Yes. Love he's the very curls. Mediterranean. Very Mediterranean. Crystal blue eyes. Absolutely. Pretty stunning. sure he got best eyes in high school. Yeah. And he gave those blue eyes to your <laughs> daughter, yes. who is going to be trouble. Yes. Um, how long did you guys date before you got married? So we dated seven months before we were engaged. Whoa. Yeah. Totally. Whoa is right. Whoa. Yeah. Sweet. Seven months. That's not a long time. It's not a long time. You were a baby. Yeah, I was, I guess maybe we met and I was turning 24. Okay. But still, we were like 24, 29, you know, okay. I was like starting grad school. He just had okay. his first teaching job. Oh, he's a teacher too? He is. Cute. Yeah. What does yes. he teach? He teaches oh, super smarty pants. He teaches AP physics. In what grade level? Like juniors and seniors. Oh, yeah. Do they just love him? Oh, they love him. His oh. walls are covered in Christmas cards and, and post it notes. I knew teachers like that. Big into Star Wars. So oh, he yeah. gets, you know, all the physics kids. Oh, yeah. They just. Love him so much. Oh, it's perfect for him. That's He's, amazing. I know. That's great. And where'd you get married? So, okay, so we were engaged after seven months, but then I was in grad school, so we had a long engagement. I think oh, nice. It was like two years and some change sure. when we finally got married. We had a, we had a two-year engagement. Yeah. I yeah. was like, what the fuck? I want to be engaged. I want to feel, feel engaged. <laughs> yes. I don't want to rush. 
Yeah. I like being I like being someone's fiance. Yeah, we really didn't. <laughs> I think that's something that's I don't know. I think it's cool about us. Like we didn't rush into anything. We took our time till we were married. We once we were married, we kind of took our time till we had kids. Um How long before you had your your first? Um probably going on like 5 years. So you had married. a lot of time to be a couple. Yes. And establish yourself. Really important. Oh yeah. Establish yourself as a husband and wife. Yes. And as human beings who exist in a house and have yeah and and able to like financially understand and how to support yourself. Yeah, I was finishing up grad school. He ended up going back to get his master's. Nice. We were in a tiny apartment, to a condo, to a house. Um, you know, so just all those and we were relatively young when we were first married so it didn't feel like a rush to have kids you know that's what I think is was really nice like it worked out nicely for us how is your when you got pregnant with your first yes are we using her name or are we just going to use a nickname we can use a nickname AJ AJ perfect when you got pregnant with AJ did you know that you wanted to get was it intentional yes okay it was you got off birth control Mm-hmm. Yeah. You so said, how was that conversation like with your husband? It, well, you know, it was the conversation over, oh, gosh, realistically, probably over a couple of years of like, how are we feeling? You know, husband's going back to school. Let's wait till he gets closer to the end. So we would check in with each other every so often. And then I started to get a little more impatient. Like, OK, you're coming to the end of this program. You will be getting by a this job. time you're at you're in the end of your 20s. So you're probably yeah, feeling so I like was, I'd like to have yeah, a it was feeling like. You know, even if we were perfectly healthy and our parts and everything worked the way we were, they were supposed to, like it could still take months, right? Um, So that's where I was trying to be like, okay, like you want to wait till you're done and have a job, which is obviously very responsible and thoughtful (laughs) and like not a bad thing. And I'm like, I'd like to have a job before I have a child. Are you fucking kidding me? I know. Selfish bastard. I know. I know. And I was a little more like, let's start trying because we, at the we tail don't know how long it's yeah, going to take. It's going to take a little time. So month two. A stop it. Yes. You stopped birth control and you got pregnant in the second yeah. month. <laughs> yes. Get out of here. Yes. So we still joke and he's like, oh yeah, six months is going to take for this sure. to happen. I'm like, sure, it's going to well. take a year and two months later. Um, yeah. Was, I've always had a question for parents to be, when you had sex and you knew you were ovulating, was it more of a job or was it still sexy? It was still sexy. I mean, I I am a planner. I'm a ruminator. I overthink things. I obsess over <laughs> things. So I really had to try to like, okay, you don't need to jump straight to like the little pee sticks and stuff. Like, okay. let's just tracking your periods, like see general timeline of ovulation. Yeah. Make sure we're having Did sex you, during that time. You didn't time. do an ovulation check? I didn't do that. Okay. I was just doing a little like that's probably good tracker. though to like not like freak yourself out yeah, right yeah because I knew I could be very high strung about this yeah right um so yeah no it still felt like and I did I don't even think I like made a point to be like I'm ovulating like it's time or anything like that I just, put a baby in me yeah no it was, I have a question yes um was there a specific positions that you were uh, there are like specific specific they say supposedly um 
you can like stay on your back and kind of like lift your hips a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Put a know. pillow underneath. Yeah. It's, and chill there for a little They say bit. that missionary and with your, with a pillow underneath you and then once he ejaculates, you stay, stay in that there. position. so and then that you grab you, your legs and... And do swish a little it, shimmy. Do yeah. a little shimmy and yeah. swish it all around. Do the hokey pokey. I'm sure that's what it was. I'm sure. I'm sure that's what you did. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's really sexy. <laughs> it's so hot. <laughs> so when you found out you were pregnant, did you do anything? Fu- did, was he there when you found out? Or did you pee on a stick by yourself? Yeah. I, it, I knew I was supposed to be starting my period. And I didn't. And I th- usually if sex is had and I'm about to start my period like it'll bring it on right oh like, it'll get you oh yeah started. no yeah and it didn't. that's a thing by the way for yes. anyone who wants to know like any girl who's like dude my period should be here uh let's bone and if you have sex it'll kickstart your yes. period so that did not happen it's amazing um so then I think I like just was reading like oh my god what are other early signs and I think I like felt my nipples and they were kind of fiery feeling <laughs> Like fiery nipples. <laughs> Web term. Technical term. <laughs> totally. A technical um, term. So yeah, I took a test in the afternoon and it was positive and I kind of wish it would have been like a cute, like, oh, I have this little planned out blah, blah, blah. But I was just like, oh my ah. God. Just <laughs> like excitement, freaking out. Like I couldn't believe it. It was just the most like out of body experience. Did you go shove your urine stick in his face? Yes. <laughs> I was like, am I completely hallucinating? But it was just like a crazed laughter from the both of us. Of Aww. like, oh my gosh, like, is this really happening? We're having a baby. Yeah. How was your pregnancy? I had a really good pregnancy. Like, Great. I actually loved being pregnant. I felt really good in my body and powerful. And of course, like, you know, you're, I was very pregnant in the summer and that was, Ugh like my worst nightmare you're like boobs to belly to thighs to, to everything's ankles. touching yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was there's bizarre. no space there's no space <laughs> um so that was rough let me ask you a question yeah when you're pregnant right and you have a belly right you've yeah. got this pregnant fucking like protrusion does it feel like you have to hold it oh you d- yes or do you feel like it's supported no, you don't feel like it's supported. Okay. Well, and I had, I was very, like, my belly Front was carrying. very out. Uh-huh. Yes. Like, all belly. Um, so especially, like, you do have to do, like, a four-point turn <laughs> to, like, get out of bed. Like, literally pick and, like, Gotta okay. Use the momentum. Yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> like kick a leg. <laughs> kick a leg. Pull, like, pull a hip yeah. as you're doing it. Yeah. Um, toward, like, later months, absolutely. It, it was, doesn't like, feel good. <gasps> It doesn't always feel good. You can feel very like stretched out and like, okay, this is like separate from What was the most (laughs) painful part of being pregnant? The most painful part of being pregnant. Um, I want to say, oh, this is going to sound so weird, but like I had really bad carpal tunnel. What? I know. But carpal tunnel is a pregnancy symptom. Shut the fuck up. From the swelling and the water retention. Yes, like I literally couldn't pull toilet paper oh. off in the morning with my first because my hands were just so rigid and like, oh, like you had to like stretch them out in the morning from being oh so Oh my God. Swollen. How were the hemorrhoids? Hemorrhoids were not fun. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of pressure down there and I 
pushed for like three and a half hours with my first. Mm. So some of them stuck around till I actually had surgery, <gasps> which is very, very uncommon. And that's Poor just, thing. yeah, just, just luck of the draw. Nice. You know, good times. Yeah. How was your delivery with your first? Delivery with my first. So I, pregnancy was breeze. Loved it. Um, kept walking, kept moving. Did just, you have sex while you were pregnant? Yeah. Regularly? Yes. Yeah. Did you orgasm while you were pregnant? Yes. Did you know they've done longitudinal studies and women who orgasm while they're pregnant have happier babies really than women who do not so they've done these like studies oxytocin uh-huh. rush? they've done oh. these studies of women and they they like see okay how many orgasms did you have how many orgasms did you have and then they track the babies over the course of like 15 years how interesting and women who have the more orgasms a woman has while she's pregnant the happier her child is well there you go there it is there you go more orgasms Happier babies. So that's, and how did your husband feel about having sex with you while you were pregnant? I don't think he was really bothered. I think, of course, like, you know, positions kind of change. And then sure. you get. That was my next question. Sleepy, <laughs> sleepy yeah. sex, right? That where you're yeah. on your side. Yeah. Sex. And you know, it's kind of like yeah, your. Spoon fork. <laughs> Sporking. <laughs> and it's kind of like your period cycle right like there's times of the months where you feel like you have a higher sex drive and oh, other yeah. times where you're just not really into it and it was kind of felt like that like mm-hmm. felt like crap first you know month or two then was feeling like really empowered really great really sexy um and a little bit of increase and then at the end you know again energy everything's and touching <laughs> everything's touching it's august <laughs> fuck off yeah <laughs> Yeah, so no, I don't think there was Unless really... there's an air conditioner in your dick, you can go yeah, away. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't much weirdness that would I don't, be awesome. that I don't remember. <laughs> right? Good job, But just God. like positioning and like, oh, that feels weird now. And, you yeah. know, just having to change things up a little bit. That's good, though. Yeah. I'm glad you guys were still intimate. Yeah, definitely. Intimate. So you, you go into labor. Yeah, so the water my, breaks. Well, no, that doesn't happen first. Great. <laughs> So, and this is why I brought you on. So Please explain to me. I hit 41 weeks, <gasps> which is a week past, I mean, due date, like typical, but 41 weeks is also still very typical, especially for first time moms. She was marinating. A little well done. She was well done. She was not going to budge. So hit 41 weeks, did the like, you know, membrane sweep, um, do you need to know what that I is do, too? Please. Okay, so thank you. <laughs> there's a very like relatively non-invasive, quote unquote, like intervention that a doctor can do, which is sweep the membranes, like a pap smear, kind of. So they're they're doing their checks, and you can opt out of cervical checks, and they're really just seeing um, how thinned out is your cervix. Sure. Is there, you know, how many centimeters dilated are you? Right. That can be a total mind fuck for some people because you're like like me, like I'm 41 weeks and she's like, oh, you could hold twins. You're sealed tight. And I'm like, cool. I don't want to, like, that's not encouraging. <laughs> it's literally the last thing I want to hear. So the-, so the doctor literally can insert a finger, do a little sweep to activate some contractions uh-huh. or to get some movement going. Did she? She did do that to me and that didn't do anything. Oh, AJ was done. So she was like, get the fuck out of here. I'm chilling. So I think it was like 41 weeks and a day we went in to be induced. And I was still like, we had a doula. We wanted to be at home and labor naturally as long as I could. 
Um, ultimately the goal is happy mom, happy baby, but also like I wanted to try for a natural birth. Like that was important to me. Um, so went to the hospital, had a fully, tried to have a fully bulb insert or a fully catheter inserted. Mm -hmm. What do you want me to give a rundown on that? Yes. Because he, he's making, he doesn't know what a fully catheter. No, the first one. What was it? Foley catheter. I know what a catheter is. What was that first bulb? What? I don't know if it's like a bulb or a bulb catheter. It's It's the same. Okay. They insert a catheter through your cervix and then fill it with saline. So it's just giving like constant pressure pressure until you hit like three or four centimeters and then it'll just come out. And that's right. just another l- relatively like less invasive way to kind of jumpstart. Instead of taking a basically a hook and going in and breaking the water intentionally and forcing birth, yeah. you push water into the cervix and it sort of puts pressure on the placenta and on the uterus and that pressure against the other pressure causes both to burst. And it's just Less traumatic, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. It's like making one water balloon break another water balloon. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Instead yeah. of but just popping a water balloon. It's kind of like if you're on the yeah, verge yeah. of going into labor, if you're right there, it could kind of give you a little jump start. So I was still sealed so shut they couldn't even place it. Oh, God. So that was a fail. Did they give you the um, the drug to we help did. your cervix So we ended open? up opting for Cytotec, which is actually not intended for that i don't remember what it's actually like created for but it's not for that i'll have to fact check that but anyways did a little what's it called side attack i'll look it up thank you misopropol is what they typically use to and there might be two or maybe there's one of those that is like an Mm off-brand something something so anyways did the side attack um as we were hoping, they said, oh, we'll do the cytotech and then you can go home. And, and then like, have oh, the baby at home. No, and just labor at home. I still wanted a hospital birth. I just oh, wanted okay. to be as natural as possible. So did the cytotech, thought we could go home, and then, oh, no, just kidding. The doctor said we could go home, but hospital policy is once we do cytotech, you, you're staying. Like, you're oh, induced. No. So if you leave, you're going against medical, blah, 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 and you have to sign and all these things. So we were like, okay, well, that throws a wrench in everything. Baby's Your whole heart birthing plan yeah, kind of goes yeah, out the window. Yeah, it was it was a bummer. Disappointing. Yeah, definitely disappointing. So, lots of interventions with my first birth from the side attack that kind of went sideways. Um, her heart rate plummeted shortly, and we were able to get stabilized and everything. Um, but I was on like full blast pitocin because my body was just was not ready. Like it just wasn't going to happen. How long did she need to marinate? So I had a 40-hour labor. <laughs> I think we came in on a... With contractions? Th- yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we came in on like a Thursday afternoon, and then she was born Saturday morning. Wow. Yeah. So we did the full like Pitocin. And you like the goal for Pitocin too is just kind of give your body a little jump start and then you kind of get the contractions. Were they like, worried that she was too big to come out naturally? Oh, yes. I heard that my whole pregnancy. I always measured like a week or two ahead of schedule. Mm-hmm. Like when they did the um, just like the, the belly. spine or mm-hmm. the belly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Measurements. And I had a gigantic belly. So that's what everyone thought. It was that she was. Yeah, that she was just. Huge, and I was a big baby, and my husband was a big baby. I was nine pounds fifteen Holy ounces. Holy shit! <laughs> and my husband was eight eight, 
So, and we're both tall people. Like you're I'm both, five eight. You're a tall. He's human. close to six four. Yeah. So we're just not going to have tiny babies. How is is AJ big for her age? She is. She's always been tall for her age. I think like a couple months ago, someone was like, "Oh my gosh, you're so tall." She's like. Yeah, I hear that a lot. Like, people think I'm a second grader. Oh. Or like she's oh, like, yeah. oh yeah. Well, I get I'm, this all the I time. I get that all the I'm time. I'm well versed. I'm fine. It's great. So Pitocin for 25 hours oh, or something. Did you do an epidural? I, I had to do an epidural. Like I was literally at the point. We had a safe word, which I thought was silly. Our doula had us make a safe word, which was pineapple. And I was like, we're not like a safe word. That's silly. But I... Felt like I was going to like die in the bathroom. I was so tired and I really was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to push her out if I don't get some relief. Cause I was in Pitocin was as high as it could be. And that's all that like my body wasn't doing anything on its own. Oh no. So I was like, Oh, I want an epidural. But I, Tanya was like, okay, what's the safe word? And I think I cussed her out a couple times and I wasn't ready to say it, but I was finally like pineapple. Like I need the, I need, I need, epidural. I need, I need a break. Yeah. If I want to get this baby out on my own. Yeah. Cause you don't want a C-section. Right. Your you goal to avoid is surgery. Right. Obviously. Exactly. Yeah. Cause they could have just taken her out they at any point. Totally. So then it got the epidural, got some rest. Then my epidural line came unhooked. <gasps> so. Hey, how painful was that epidural by the way? Um, I was mostly, I was so scared. Cause it's like that big of a needle. Yeah. So I was mostly scared that they would put the needle in and I was going to have a contraction and like paralyze my body. Like, right. I was so scared. Cause it goes, you know where the epidural goes. It goes in the base of the spine. And so any movement whatsoever can honest to God paralyze you. And mine were like fast and furious and so intense. And like, I, I couldn't sit still. So I was like. Are like, are you sure? Are you sure? Like, what? The timing. And so they did it. But then it was dripping down my shirt and came disconnected. So I was transitioning, going. I was close to 10 centimeters dilated finally. My nurse was like, I'm going to go on my break. When I come back in 30 minutes, you'll probably be ready to go. I'm going to eat I'm a like, sandwich. Cool. I'm going to take a little rest, <laughs> ready to get this baby out. And then I was like, oh, my God. Like, I feel like my bottom half is like ripping apart. Like what is going on? And it was just this gradual panic of like, I feel everything. And it's still full blown Pitocin. Oh no. And then like the anesthesiologist comes in. She can't, I knew Brian told me this afterwards. He was like, I, she didn't know the code to the thing. So she just had to like give you a fatty, like bolus of meds. Cause I was like freaking out and my blood pressure. And oh no. So that was like, like, that just doesn't happen. It's just a random, God. like, unfortunate cherry on top. So got that under control, ready to push, and then pushing takes, like, three and a half hours. Oh, my God. Yeah. She didn't just fall out? No, she didn't, poor thing. She was, Man. so she was sunny side up. So okay. you want baby's spine to be, like, on top your belly button, right? right. So like, if you see a belly, you want the baby's spine right here. She was flipped, so she was face up. So she tried to like correct herself uh-huh. and got wedged like sideways in the vaginal canal. Yes. So oh, Brian was like, baby. I could see her little head like wriggling and oh. trying to like push through, and she was just wedged. Did the doctors get in there and do the hands? Oh my gosh. Were yeah, they just the stick their hands in your vagina and the, do the stretching? The, the this. Did the your, this around. Did they cut your perineum? 
Yeah. So doctor came in and out a couple times, like five nurses came in to like, oh, she's really good at like getting the baby to pop through the cervix, blah, blah, blah. And she was, it's not happening. So doctor comes in and is like, okay, we're up against like using the vacuum and she no could, conehead baby. <laughs> she could, you know, risk like breaking a clavicle, yeah. which is, which happens and yeah. that's a lot. Know, yeah. It's fine. She Baby's could be bones okay. heal sure. real quick. Or we're looking at a C-section. Nope. And you've been on Pitocin for so long, your uterus is exhausted, and we risk hemorrhage. So how do you make that decision? And we literally just cried for a minute, like my husband and I, and we had our doula right there. And I just asked the doctor, I was like, well, can we, like, I don't know what to do. Like, can we try the vacuum? And if it's not working, then a C-section? And she's like, yeah, I'm only going to use the vacuum, the vacuum as hard as you're pushing. So I'm okay. like, I'm good with, let's try it and see if we can get some movement. Okay. So that's what we did. So she was eventually like with vacuum assisted birth. Did she have a little cone head? She did. She had a little bullseye. She was our little bullseye baby. It like barely broke the skin. There was maybe like a teeny scab or two, but it was Aww. like a big ass, like purple hickey looking thing, but like a bullseye, like literally that. But big. it went away. Oh, it totally, it went away in a couple days. And you could tell, like, that she was wedged crooked because it was on, like, the side of her head. Oh. Like, that's what was trying to come through was, like, this way, which is not How much happen. relief did you feel when she ki- when she finally exited your body? I feel like I, I can still feel that sensation of her exiting my body. And I remember, like, <laughs> oh, like exhaling. And they're like, no, 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 that's just her shoulders. Like, keep pushing. And I'm like, okay, feet, feet. But I could physically feel like the pressure and that like release of her. Did your husband watch the entire thing from down below? He, I think he was back in, like, shoot, we were in there. I literally thought we were in like three different hospital rooms. <laughs> we were in the same hospital room the whole time. It was like the damn you twilight like zone. I was like, no, we have the early you stage. Crossed a time zone. And then it was <laughs> such a trip. But no, he he was very comfortable with. He was like, "Oh, it's not a vagina at that point. Like, I don't know what it was, but like, <laughs> it's not what I know." Aliens is. Yeah, aliens. <laughs> totally. Okay. Like, it's just that's not what you're looking at that scene as <laughs> no. at that point. When she came out, breathing, crying, happy, yeah, totally. Like, she was perfect the whole time. Never like she was good. Um, came out like totally good. They did give her a little check just to make sure, like, sure. no broken clavicle or yeah. anything. And but. They did like she brought her right up to us and it was like so tired, so hopped up on everything. Uh Just like adrenaline. My gosh, adrenaline. What was was, it like to hold her for the first time? Oh, I tell her, it's like I still remember like kissing your your like sticky little head. Like she was right here and just like such relief. Such relief. And I still like I can physically like feel those first little kisses on her little forehead. Yeah, it's like, the best thing. And it's your first. So you yeah. grew her and you knew her. Yes. And it, it took so long to get her. And yes. then she's there. And like that love, like yeah. in that moment, like have had you ever felt anything like that in your life? You know, it's interesting. I don't know if I would quite describe it as love. I think I was just so like relieved and kind of like, just still probably kind of like traumatized from what we had just been through. And like, is this really happened? But the amount, like the protection I felt for her was like, 
like they took her for a couple hours for like me to get a rest and to do a couple tests and they brought her back like in a hat and I sobbed because they I was like they put a hat on my freaking baby <laughs> like I like she came back in a little shirt and a hat and she was just so tiny and fragile and like brand new and I was like you're literally hours old and they put a hat on you like no Ooh, you're my it, but it was that like just such a strong level of like protectiveness that is that protectiveness like yeah that just has that ever gone away I don't think so <laughs> I don't think so no and yeah. then the love like very quickly kicked in but those first few days it was just like survival like I have this focus of this tiny being that I am responsible for and like you cannot put a hat on her <laughs> for shame Probably postpartum too, but like I remember, I literally, cry- I literally cried, and I I can well, picture exhaustion. her Hello. coming in in the little swaddle, this tiny little thing with the hat on, and I was like, "My baby, I'm like she's she hasn't even <laughs> put a hat on. She hasn't even had clothes on. Like that's what's so precious and like brand new about her. It was bizarre, but that's I don't know really how to describe it. That's amazing." I've actually never heard anybody describe it like that. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. It was Um, just like, I will mama bear you. Like, do not touch my baby. Anyone who comes near this child. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. (laughs) And when we come back, we are going to talk about your second child. Great. Totally different experience. I know. Which is what I think is very interesting is how different the experiences are from one child to the next. And then I want to talk a little bit about how they are different human beings. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. A little bit. Um, Enjoy one of my favorite bands, which also... (gasps) Really? Honest to God, I I love Kings of Leon. Oh, my gosh. And this is my favorite Kings of Leon song. Old Kings of Leon. she picked? This is her favorite, oh, one of her favorite bands. <laughs> you know, he knows that I love Kings Oh, how of, funny. No, yeah. I just said Obsessed. Kings of Leon I've was... seen them play oh, multiple times. Same. I love them so, so much. Join us in just a second. We're going to talk about vaginas for a little bit. Yep. Thanks. Bye. You're making out, you start feeling your way downtown. One of you wants to make a move to Cunnilingusville, but you don't have protection. Dental dams are hard to use, hard to come by, and condoms taste like, well, condoms. Hundreds of millions of people worldwide have STIs that can be transmitted via oral sex. So let me introduce you to Laurels, a first-of-its-kind product that provides protection, sexy style, and comfort. And it tastes like vanilla. Laurels for Protection are FDA approved for STI protection during oral-based activities. And Laurels for Pleasure are the perfect cross between sexy lingerie and kinky toys. These thin and incredibly stretchy single-use silky latex undies are worn during fingering, rimming, oral sex, tribbing, and more. Head over to mylaurels.com to get your four-pack today. 
Be sure to use my code for a discount at checkout. What's your position podcast? All one word. And remember, stay safe, stay kind, and stay sexy with laurels. Hello, humans. We are here with Jessica talking about motherhood and all of its caveats. And there is absolutely no fucking way that we can get through <laughs> everything I want to talk about as far as motherhood is concerned. What I do want to touch upon before we talk about, uh, what did we decide? Buns? Bun Bun? Jojo? Jojo? Sure. She has okay. a lot of nicknames. Second baby, Jojo. Uh, before we talk about Jojo's... Uh, pregnancy and birth I wanted to touch upon postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety because it affects approximately 80 percent of women who have gone through a pregnancy whether or not that pregnancy went through full term Mm -hmm. uh, whether or not that pregnancy ended up in a live birth about 80 percent of women who have um, gone through pregnancy have dealt with some form of postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety. The really frustrating part is about 60% of women go undiagnosed. Um, And that's frustrating, right? Because you have an OBGYN, someone who is supposed to be able to deal with Mm -hmm. the holistic side of having a baby. When you get pregnant, and I know this strictly from education, I don't know this from personal experience, but... As a human being, when you get pregnant, no matter the gender of the baby, you are pumped full of hormones. You just chock full of them. The entire time you're pregnant, you've got pregnancy brain, you've got emotions that are up, you've got emotions that are down, you are happy, you are sad, you are horny, you are angry. There are hormones and blood types and another human being, another living viable person who is going to grow up and be someone inside of your belly and the mental change that that does to your brain has got to be astronomical yes and the amount the fact that they didn't start studying postpartum depression until the late 80s how insane is that by the way, did you know that they didn't start mapping the clitoris until 2008? What? I don't even want to talk about oh it. Oh my, that's a whole... Psh- I fucking can't. Oh gosh. But postpartum depression could have been seen as a form of hysteria. Um, they could have, you know, told women that they were just... Go back to, you know, farming or just... And they were pumping babies out. Like mm-hmm. pumping them yeah. out in the 1920s, the 1930s. Just one after the fucking other and not really paying attention to the mental health or the mental well-being of the person creating these lives can you briefly or not briefly yeah just you know go over 
what you experienced because once you push that human out of yeah. your body you lose that body's hormones right you no longer have those hormones in your body so you lose all of that estrogen or all of that testosterone and you're left with kind of a shell of you were this strong powerful Mm -hmm. being who was creating life who was sustaining a body and then you went through this 40 hour fucking marathon (laughs) of drugs and pushing and 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 then you you give birth and there's this there's this person and the adrenaline is there and anyone who's ever ran a marathon anyone who's ever won a uh, a case in a in a law firm anyone who's ever um gotten through their first teaching experience you understand that feeling that rush of adrenaline and the aftermath of it the crash yeah the crash uh-huh. did it happen immediately so my older daughter was born in 2015 and my younger daughter was born in 2019 and i really feel like there's been even an increase in information about postpartum anxiety oh, yeah. from those four years oh absolutely like i don't my work has done studies on postpartum depression like as tuned in and as educated and well-read and like we were talking about like preventative everything like I wanted to know everything about birth before going into it because that's all I could control and I still didn't recognize the signs in myself with my first so I mean I think in general I'm kind of a high-strung person so maybe that threw me off a little bit, but there just wasn't as much information out there about the postpartum anxiety piece, right? Like we hear about the depression, we hear about signs of depression, but the anxiety is different. For me, it was like a dreaded nighttime. Why? Because I was breastfeeding and I knew I was going to be up all night with this little creature who needed me. <laughs> so it was like this little gremlin. Literally, <laughs> I remember like, okay, it's going to be nighttime. It's going to be another night where I'm not going to sleep well. Um, the responsibility is like a lot of it's going to be on me being the one who's breastfeeding. Absolutely. Right? And I remember like turning off that light to go to bed and just feeling this dread. wave of like dread and guilt. I mean, guilt saying it right now that I'm, so lucky to have this little person that I'm entrusted with and I'm not loving every second of it, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. So it was just a mix of everything. So definitely like nighttime and just that anticipation, anticipation yeah. of like sleeping being hard, nap times being hard. How do you get through the lack of sleep? Like I, I, oh my gosh, I, I people question me all the time. Ashley, why don't you want kids? Like, you'd be such a good mom. Why don't you want kids? And I'm like, bro, I love my sleep. And I say it jokingly. I do. But I mean it. Like, I sleep on the weekends until nine. Yeah. And if there was a tiny human who came in and slapped my face, I would probably throw them across the room. Mm-hmm. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any way to prepare for... Like what lack of sleep can do for, or just the idea of like you can't sleep when you want to. Yeah. Like we literally brought AJ home and we're like, okay, it's 10 o'clock. We're going to go to bed the first night. And we were like, um, (laughs) 
Like, we skipped this part. Like, what do we do with her? Like, We're she's just gonna go to bed. Like, bright eyes. Like, shit. Just I will never forget that. And you're ready to go to bed. Yeah. And we're tired. And hello, 40 hour and family and you know, all the good stuff. But like tired. And she's not going to go to bed. She's like, Bro, you just pulled so me think, out yeah, of my womb and I- you're going to need to entertain me. <laughs> the idea of like, not being able to sleep when you want to can really fuck with your head. Sleep in general is exponentially important to someone's mental well-being. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I think that there's not enough research being done on the correlation between postpartum depression and sleep. Oh, for sure. I, I think yeah. that's one of the main proponents of postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety is the lack of sleep. Yeah, it throws off then your whole day. You don't feel like taking care of yourself. You don't feel like doing your normal routines. It, you know, there's reasons that there are postpartum like nighttime doulas because yeah. that transition home, especially if you have other kids in the home or, you know, one of the spouses has to go back to work right away. Like there is value in having a nighttime doula or just a postpartum doula to help. Did you have one? We didn't. We had a doula during birth. You know, it's expensive. It's mm-hmm. we did have a lactation consultant with both girls. Which my was, sister-in-law is oh, training to be a lactation consultant. Like it, when anyone asks me, like, what would you recommend? I I say like even if breastfeeding is going well, like lactation still, consultant, yeah. still meet with one just to look at the latch, look at how much baby is getting, talk about pumping, like all those things. It's yeah. so 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 yeah, money well spent. I can't pumping is an entire episode. In and of itself. Oh. I, yeah. I know. I threw I, my sisters yeah. both. Oh my God. <laughs> my sisters love. both. Oh, my and my sister in law, all of them breastfed as long as they could and then pumped when they had to go to work. My friend pumped and breastfed, and it was one of the most grueling yeah. experiences that yeah. she's been through. My sister it it took something from her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely can. My other sister actually had nipple aversion. Oh, yes. Heard of that. Because she got pregnant while she was breastfeeding. And hello. While she was breastfeeding, uh, she got pregnant and her nipples became extremely sensitive. Yeah. And my nephew would try to breastfeed and she'd be like, "Get, just get off. Yeah. I, ca- I can't do this and she had to stop breastfeeding him before she wanted to Shoot. yeah yeah it's not smooth sailing even though it should be the most natural play- yeah you know it ta- it's practice and, and time everyone's and different situation yeah, and all those things so when did you realize that there was a like a difference between i'm tired yeah i just had a baby and i have a mental condition that needs attention so honestly i didn't become diagnosed until after I had my second and then it was like oh big fat duh like that's what was going on with my what were you experiencing um with my second with your first oh with my first it it was the same it was just like that dread of like anticipation of like okay we're gonna do another nap time and she's gonna cry and it's gonna take forever and like not did you feel like you weren't a good mom? Did you feel um, like something bad was going to happen to her? I think it was her? more, I didn't really have fears about um, what was going to happen to her, like in her crib or anything like that. It was more 
not knowing what was going to happen next, I guess. Like it, you have a newborn, there's no routine, there's no Well, schedule. there's no book. There's actually it, there's thousands. Yeah, there's and that that and was, none of them help. And that was very very hard for me with the newborn stage. Just you're completely at the whim of whatever is going on yeah. with this beautiful, adorable little baby. But I'm a very like routine person. I like to know what's coming. I like to know what to expect. And that aspect was really, really difficult for me. Like in my head, I'd be like, okay, like nap time's coming. I'll be able to like maybe do a quick workout, like eat some food. I'd have like an idea in my head. And then it was like, she's up in 15 minutes. And that would just kind of throw me for a loop. That Basically, was really I'm trying to get back to who I am. Yeah. Recognize yeah. myself as a person and not just a food machine. Yeah. Right. Symptoms of anxiety in postpartum might look like constant worry, mm-hmm. feelings that something bad will happen, racing thoughts, disturbances of your sleep or appetite, inability to sit still, physical symptoms like dizziness, hot flashes, and nausea. Yes. All of the above. Yeah. A lot of worry. It was hard for me to leave. Like I felt responsible, you know, breastfeeding throws a wrench in it because you're primarily responsible. They have to eat. You know, when they're, for the first six months, yeah. like it is you. Did you find um, that you got into arguments with your husband more often in that I feel first so, six months? Yeah. I feel like resentment mm-hmm. was high. Right. I had a really hard time verbalizing my needs and, and also I think empowering him to get through some of those growing pains of like, he can't sleep when he wants, he can't come home from work and just sit and veg for a minute. Like, the baby needs us both, you know? So, um, I think that was a hard transition and it, I'm still learning how to like verbalize my needs and to be okay with that. Yeah. So that was a big part of it. I think for sure. How'd you guys like work through the postpartum anxiety without falling apart? I, I, I think it was, I mean, communication was hard. I think we still like obviously loved each other and liked each other and loved spending time with this new family member and all of those things. And it was just, it was so much growth from both of us. It was my husband stepping up and when he could tell something was off or when he could tell I was having a hard time verbalizing something like him making a move. And it was me really trusting like, no, this, this, need I have or this concern I have is valid, is valid. And, and I need to voice it. Yeah. It was a little bit of both. Um, so yeah, I mean, gosh, growing pains for sure. So with the first you had AJ. Yes. And she was an only child yes. for three years. Oh. How yeah. great was that to watch her turn into a person? It was so much fun to see her personality. Like, emerge and who she's going to be. Who do you think she's more like you or your husband? I think she's more like me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think probably birth order, probably like oldest girl in the family. She's super observant. Mm -hmm. And like, we heard this from when she was in the baby room at her preschool, like nine months old, like, (laughs) Oh, AJ just kind of sits and hangs back and wants to like, get the lay of the land and then she'll 
integrate. Dive in. But she'll, she's cool just checking everything out and like understanding what everyone's about first. When she has like a problem, like an owie or mm-hmm. like she's upset or she needs to be comforted, who does she go to? She mostly goes to me. Okay. She wants mommy. Okay. Yeah. But I think as she's gotten older and Sienna too, and I've been worked through some of that anxiety and Brian obviously is like a very capable, amazing father. Absolutely. Who can be trusted with these girls. (laughs) Hello. Like he brings so much to the table that I can't. Absolutely. vice versa. Like there's so much value in them spending time with like just him. Like it's a different experience. Do you you ever like, does he take them out? On daddy-daughter dates? So, like, right now, for example, I am back to work and he's not yet. So, it's been a couple weeks of just them or some combination of sure. them. Like, him and JoJo, like, him and AJ, the three of them go to swimming, go to do different activities that I might do things differently with them, right? Yeah. So, that's so important for their relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And, their, and, like, for him as a dad, just feeling that confidence that... Like, yeah, mom does, like, remembers the sunscreen. Like, some of the things we joke about that I'm like, do you have the swim bag pack? Do you have this? And it's like, well, we went to Disneyland and, like, forgot the sunscreen. But we stayed in the shade. And, like, it's fine. Like, but they're fine. We had a hat. And I need to remember that, too. Yeah. They're fine. Yeah. Even though it's not my way. One day of no sunscreen is not the end of the world. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And I think that dads, a lot of time, get forgotten in the postpartum discussion. Oh my gosh, yeah. Did he go through any sort of postpartum anxiety or depression? I don't know. I think he needed that time to process both births. Yeah. Like I feel like he was emotional after both and just some of the decisions we had to face and I think some of the fears too that he kept to himself and didn't verbalize until after Mm -hmm. because, you know, we're pregnant I'm under stress and you all don't want to put that into the universe you don't want to put it into the universe but definitely <laughs> some fear of like something happening to me sure like, if he's faced what does with he have decision? to make a decision yeah what is he gonna God. have to do so some of that yeah. definitely came out he had to process some of that afterwards okay so d- was Jojo planned she was planned okay yes. so you planned both of your babies mm-hmm. okay did you go back on birth control after AJ yeah I had an IUD I have a copper IUD okay um, I didn't I was trying not to mess with like hormones and stuff. Sure. And I know like a lot of people have negative experiences with the IUD. I've, I've had, got an IUD. Oh, I've had a really good experience with it. Love my IUD. Yeah. So, um, I was on the copper IUD in between the girls and then just went to the doctor and she was like, okay, what made cough, you think like three, three years was a good enough time. What was that idea? Um, I think... I think mostly like for AJ to have a little more autonomy Mm -hmm. and to be like, oh my gosh, I I see so many families that have babies back to back or like, like, oh my gosh, that means you had like a 10 month old and you got pregnant. Like that just sounds really, really difficult to me. (laughs) I see the value and like, let's just bang out the diapers and we're done. Yeah. But for us, we felt like we wanted AJ to be a little bit older to have you know, to be able to be a little more self-sufficient and to be a part of it a little more and just felt like three was a little less of a baby. Even though now we look at Jojo, who's now three Uh and we're like, 
you're so little. Like AJ was your age when we got pregnant with you. Right. What were we thinking that she was so grown up? (laughs) Yeah. How fast after you got off your IUD did you? (laughs) Your fucking face. How fast? Second month. (laughs) Again. (laughs) Fertile Myrtle over here. Fertile Myrtle. We're... We're a good pair. Did you do anything cute this time or did you shove your urine stick in his face again? I, no, it was kind of the same thing. I, and you know, you can take a pregnancy test so early now. It was like, I I knew when I should have started my period. I didn't. So I took one. It was super faint. I went to the doctor and then they did a P test there and it was still really faint. So they, she had me do a blood test. So there was a day or two where we're like, it's a line, but we're waiting for this phone call. But we were at Balboa Island walking around. It was a Friday, I remember. And I'm like, I need to call. Like, where's my results? Like, yeah. I can't go Am through I the weekend. pregnant or yeah, not? Yeah, come on. Can we celebrate or like false alarm? So I remember like we have pictures of AJ like, and she looks so tiny now. But now <laughs> and now Sienna is in that. Oh. is in that dress in that little oh. outfit but anyways like it was just a nice little family moment and one I'll never forget of like being at the beach getting the news like okay we're gonna be a family of four what did AJ say when you told her oh totally anticlimactic we like <laughs> had a shirt had a book she was like I don't care okay cool but she did go to school and tell her teachers that mommy has a blueberry oh yeah right and, so then mango, totally and then a mango. Totally out of me. So they yeah. were like, so Jess, um, <laughs> AJ says, and I'm like, yes, I'm yes, six I'm weeks pregnant. Pre- Great. <laughs> I'm six weeks pregnant. Perfect. I'm so glad so you know this. So that was cute. But yeah, it didn't, we were like waiting and she was like, book, okay, sure. I like dresses now and like tossed it and, you know. Ugh. Didn't killed care. it. Did didn't. you do any like sister classes? I, I went to sibling classes. Oh, when I so I didn't become a sibling until I was five. Yes, and I six. I took a yeah. sibling class. That's I love that. And I learned how to change a diaper. Yes, I, I learned how I to feed a baby. A sister. Yeah, I learned how to hold a baby and cradle the head, and I learned how to give CPR. Oh, wow, that's a lot of responsibility. I was a very responsible five-year-old. I've heard. I was I've heard. very yes. responsible. I was very yeah. responsible. I can give CPR to anybody. Um, we did do, I just heard one of the episodes where like gender reveals are not very popular, but we did do gender <laughs> reveals for both girls. Not like a pickup truck shooting out. Sure you know, whatever. What'd you do? A a cannon? We did. So for our first one, our little nieces, um, each bit into a cupcake. Cute. And we just, it happened to be, we just moved into a house. Brian had just graduated and then we were, so there was lots to celebrate. It was like housewarming graduation, you know? So that was super fun. And then with Jojo also just timing, we'd happened to move into our current house and having a housewarming and, Balloons popped out of a little box. But see, that's different than like, let's light a fire in, you know, Diamond Bar. Yeah, like (laughs) cause a forest fire. None of that. No, No, thank you. Just balloons out of a box. So your pregnancy with Jojo. Yes. uh, Totally normal. Yeah, totally normal. Same. Had some of the like carpal tunnel, like um, acid reflux kind of annoyance. Again, like why are these postpartum or pregnancy symptoms? I don't know. But also, like, kept working out all the way through. Like, I was doing kickboxing, 
running, walking, um, did a couple like I did half marathons with both girls. Wow. Early, early, early. That's how I announced both girls was taking a picture at the finish line with like a, oh, like running for oh. two or whatever it said. Oh so That's yeah, my so dad and I cool. ran a couple races together. That's adorable. Yes. Wow. So that was special. But yeah, great pregnancy. Loved it. Um, so tired first trimester. Coffee aversion. Oh, no. What the hell? Oh, God. That was so strange. I'm so sorry. Only lasted like, I don't know, first couple months. But Tell me about alcohol consumption and pregnancy yeah so I personally didn't drink alcohol during pregnancy mm-hmm. but I have friends who would have a beer or like have wine or I have friends you know. who and I, I look if if you are one of our listeners that is not from the United States guten tag como estas um konnichiwa yes uh hola Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour. Uh, truly, we love you. In Europe, it's not uncommon right. for women to have a glass of wine yeah. regularly during their pregnancy. And they find it odd that we are so fucking rigid yeah. about. Yeah. And yeah, you don't want to binge sure, nine white course. claws That's when you're different. pregnant. Having a glass of wine while you're pregnant is technically not the worst thing in the world having a glass of champagne on a sunday brunch when you're in your second trimester you're not you're not doing anything that yes. you wouldn't be doing by just standing around breathing the fucking air that we have in yeah. this country yeah so. so that wasn't like something that i felt like i wanted to do or it was a big enough deal like i'm yeah. not a big enough drinker I mean, a retired drinker <laughs> now, <laughs> a whole decade of raging it up. So at this stage in my life, it just felt like, and I wasn't, Brian still drank and mm-hmm. everything. So I wasn't like, no, I can't drink. So neither can you for nine months. Or It just wasn't a big no, deal for me. No, and I had not. like my, you know, half a cup of coffee and sure. filled it with milk and I was good. Dude, when I worked at Starbucks and pregnant women oh my would gosh. order coffee, yes. I would make them decaf. I would do that too. Oh God, I feel so, so bad. So judgy. I feel I totally, so bad. Like, okay, sure. I'll make it caffeinated. Decaf. decaf. So judgy. <laughs> I would do that to asshole customers. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh you want a triple that espresso too. 100 degree? Oh yeah. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Well, and we would have people Enjoy your who <laughs> would do like 10 shots over ice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like insanity. Deck a shot. Mm, that sounds good. Imagine if we did decaf to that guy. Oh, my God. Like, we might have given him a heart attack yeah, accidentally. Seriously. <laughs> seriously. So when you had sex during your second pregnancy, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Same. 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 Everything, you know, uh, definitely ebbed and flowed like second trimester I had more of a sex Sex drive drive, and and wanted it and was again like feeling good yeah that's typical in pregnancy like that second trimester is kind of the golden time Mm -hmm. to like feel good sexually but also just your energy is back yeah feeling like superhuman yeah it's awesome um and then you get you know real big and And then everything touching best way to describe it everything no relief (laughs) (laughs) and when you went did you go into labor with jojo yeah okay so with my so with jojo i also went to 41 weeks exactly i think with aj she ended up being like 41 weeks in like two or three days and jojo was 41 weeks exactly (sighs) so i hit like the day before 41 weeks i go into the doctor i'm pulling in this is a fun like 
story. Head into the doctor to again have my membrane membrane swept to see like can we just like jumpstart things. Can we I'm, just fucking go? Can we just get this going? Yeah. I pull in and I get a call from AJ's um, preschool saying, and it's my friend who works the the front desk. Hi, Jill. And she's like, I'm so sorry to tell you this. AJ has lice. No. And I'm like, dude, I'm about to have a hand shoved through my cervix. Like, and you not. Um, I just went <gasps> nesting crazy and cleaned every linen in the entire house. Oh, my God. Like, what am I just like, what am I going to do? What am I? So she's like, we'll do coconut the oil The lice hair. are going to eat like, my baby. You pick her up when you can, do whatever you're doing there, and then come get her. Get your membrane swept. So my sister is literally driving down to meet me for this pretty intense like procedure I'm about to have. Like not a big deal, but it hurts. Still. And I'm like, oh my God, like what am I gonna do? She's like, calm down, I'm gonna call. Like you can get lice treatment in the home. I'm gonna tell them you're due. Like <laughs> someone will come to you. <laughs> someone will fumigate. So go to the get everything done everything's good pick up aj have all of our hair done um very mild lice thank goodness i have to like restrip everything in the whole damn house um and i'm feeling like this mild cramping but mind you i've never just gone into labor so i don't know what this is so i'm like i'm gonna go to the grocery store i'm gonna go pick up ben and jerry's i'm gonna do my last few like target pickup whatever um, ate an entire tub of Ben and Jerry's. Perfect. Obviously, because I'm 41 weeks Hi. pregnant. You do whatever the fuck you want at 41 <laughs> yeah. weeks. Pregnant. What flavor? Um, oh my gosh. So there was this sugar cookie center oh. one. And it was With literally, the core, and it was literally the down the sugar middle. cookie core. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bravo. Oh, so good. Um, good job, scientists. <laughs> good job, Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> so anyways, I wake up at like 2 a.m. Feeling stuff going on. I'm like, I'm not going to wake up. Um, my husband yet let me just see if I can fall back asleep can't fall back asleep I'm like getting in and out of the shower gotta go oh. to the bathroom a lot oh. and I'm like I think I need to wake him up I think so it's like 3 30 in the morning wake him up but I'm having weird they're like really intense but shorter contractions so I'm still like I don't know what if this is it yeah like, I don't so he's like call Tanya like call her doula let her hear a contraction and she was even still like you're needing to pause to breathe, but it's it's not very it's like long. Thirty seconds, yeah. forty seconds. So I'm like, I don't know. And it continued like that until like six a.m. Called my mom. She came over so she could be there when AJ woke up. And that by then it was like I'm like doubled over, like <laughs> contraction at the top of the stairs, contraction at the bottom of the oh, stairs, oh, contractions no. in the doorway, contractions on top of the car. <laughs> Driving you down. You look like an exorcist agent. <laughs> if anyone like, lives in Costa Mesa and is familiar with Country Club Drive. Oh, yeah. It's a long ass street with lots of stop big signs. bumps. And stop signs. Going down oh. that street <sighs> in what I found out was nine and a half centimeters dilated. <gasps> what does that mean? That means a half 10 centi- centimeters and like baby can just. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, it's go time. Sh- oh, my God. Made it to the hospital. There was this, like, super dopey teenager working the, like, valet. He's like, do you want to do you want a wheelchair? I'm like, no, dude, I'm not sitting down. Like, no. let me walk. I can't There's a baby sit. coming out of I my vagina. I literally stop asking me. 
take the car and like goodbye do your job <laughs> like stop talking to me and get me inside I can't um make it upstairs I'm like I feel something bulging like something is happening down there and the nurse is like oh my god she's like nine and a half like we gotta go um and I think I wasn't prepared to be nine and a half centimeters. So I think I mentally like slowed it down. So by the time we got to the hospital, it was still like two and a half hours until she was born. But it could have been if I was mentally. Did ready you have for an it, epidural? I didn't have an epidural. Oh, you did this one naturally. Yes. I also was GBS positive, so I needed antibiotics. Explain. Yeah. Yeah. What is um, that? You get a dude in the world. G- GBS positive. It's a strain of like strep. But so, it can live in your vaginal canal. It's basically. like yeast almost. So it's it's like a, an infection that is dormant. It's it, just right. there. Anyone can have it, pregnant or not pregnant. But if you are about to have a baby and you have it, you can pass it on to the baby, and that infection can actually kill your baby. Yes. So it's not good. Yeah. So important to. If the test finds GBS, the woman is said to be GBS positive. This means only that she has the bacteria in her body, not that she or her baby will become sick from it. GBS infection in babies is diagnosed by testing a sample of blood or spinal fluid. That's all I. Gross. Thanks, Google. Yeah. So I was GBS positive with both, but the. The, so with that, though, you need to at least have one dose of antibiotics, right. hopefully before baby is born. Right. I came in at 9.5 centimeters dilated. So I just got a fatty shot of like penicillin ah. that like I felt I was having a re- like I was having a reaction because <sighs> the burning like I was more stressed about getting the IV and the penicillin than having a baby. than the fact that I was like about to have this baby and nurses were teasing me kindly and like oh you know so anyways got that and then it was like I'm I guess I'm doing this I guess I'm committed yeah and um water broke almost over my doula (laughs) she was rained down (laughs) she's like oh yeah like when you almost like broke waters all over my face because she was like pushing my hips and helping back there um she was like two hours of just, you know, riding the wave of that and getting mentally and like physically prepared for it. Um, and then it was like the doctor came in and was like, okay, like you think you want to push? And I was like, aren't you supposed to tell me that? <laughs> like, I've never done this. I'm not the doctor. Yeah. And she was like slowly putting her gloves on and like, yeah, if you just, if you want to try, like, let's just try it. Let's see how it goes. I'm like, like my first birth was so prescribed. I didn't, I was like, I I need a little more guidance. I'm going to need you to tell me what to do. But she was awesome about like just trusting me and letting me go at my own speed. When you and started pushing, how long did it take? I It was maybe, I don't know, maybe like five, six pushes or oh so. Oh my like it was God. very quick. She just came out. She just came out. And it was very, it wasn't like push, pause, wait for the next contraction. It was like she was ready to go and... Once you start pushing, you're not going to stop pushing until she's out because she's she's right there. Did you poop on the table? I don't think I pooped on the table, but I do remember apologizing to my husband because he was the one going back and forth to the bathroom with me and like, I'm sorry you're having to see this me on the toilet. And he was like, just you're fine. Keep just shut up and deliver the baby. You're fine. (laughs) Yeah. So but AJ did poop on me. (laughs) So all of our like to see like the birth pictures right so i'm like spread eagle Uh uh-huh and it's her poop like right 
on oh fantastic my vulva and like up on my upper so i'm like nominal on your picture everything's everything's touching so those are like cracks me up i'm like it's not my poop but she just pooped on me and now these like awesome pictures and still right. awesome just that's what happens poop. when they uh pull sienna out oh jojo god damn it we've it's already fine. said her name it's fine whatever uh and they handed her to you did you have the same reaction so jojo was a little different because she also got wedged when she was being pushed out what's going on in your vaginal canal? i don't know but just, there's but there's seriously something just anatomically are you like triangular funky or, down there it's like a pyramid happening <laughs> Something where literally the doctor was like, if you want to have a third, the doctor just needs to have one of those dropped hospital tables so oh, they can be it. right okay. up in your space and ready cool, to get this cool, baby cool, cool. So the doctor yells, first her cord was wrapped around her neck, which happens, not a yeah. big deal, just Mine cut was. it and, yeah. you know, gives baby like, the space to come <laughs> out. But then she yells, McRoberts. And these two nurses literally jump on top of me and are oh. like, Okay, so baby's wedged, like her shoulders, like shoulder, shoulder dystocia is like what a, it's called. Like an army call? McRoberts! It was, it was like What that. the fuck? It went from very cash, like, you tell me when you want to push, to like, okay, McRoberts! And two nurses on top of me, as I am pushing, like them full body weight, also pushing oh. on me to like pop her through. <gasps> because shoulder dystocia can also be like broken clavicle or just strained oxygen yeah. for the baby and obviously yeah. extended time that can be very dangerous absolutely so she popped through she was in you know just in shock basically um she so, just came out of a vagina yeah it was like <laughs> army like launched out of me <laughs> so she went straight to like a little side table oh baby team came in but was quickly called off and just needed a minute to kind of come to and not be purple so my okay. husband was with her also very traumatizing for him poor guy and then she was quickly brought to me and, and you did skin to skin skin to skin and did the whole thing it was just those few minutes of like <laughs> and the doctor was also like very calm but just kind of purposely blocking my view oh, like we've fuck. got our team like we're just stimulating her to hey, mom you're and I'm okay like, where's my baby you know. <laughs> and then when she came to you were you oh just, again like such relief and I think without the drugs and the exhaustion, I was more present for my second one, uh-huh. definitely. Uh-huh. So, and it was just, I felt a little more easygoing and like, okay, I've done this before. Like, she's here. She's happy. She's healthy. Also relief and like, holy shit, I did it. Do you think that having a second baby made you better at giving birth? I... Well, I think my body knew what to do. Okay. And I think I did a lot of work to be mentally prepared for it too. But you still afterwards had postpartum anxiety. I did. Was it worse the second time? So the way I describe it is having one baby was hard for a longer time. And bringing our second home was... I felt exponentially harder, but for a shorter amount of time. So it was worse, like but less time. intense. Like we went through the ringer, but it was over faster. Like we made it through the like hump of having a newborn faster. Why did you decide to only have two? 
I mean, a couple reasons. Like, I think in general, like we we both wanted to have more kids. Like, you know, you watch like Parenthood or something. Oh, and it's God, like, what oh, a great fucking show. Dang it. I want like 10 kids because this looks amazing. We both come from small families. So I think there is part of us that yeah. always wanted more kids. But you also have to be realistic and like living in California mm. in space. And like we both work full time. Mm. And I don't think I really could have more than two while juggling full-time work and just knowing how emotionally taxing it was um, and doing it for a third or possibly fourth time. Mm-hmm. It would just be a lot. Like something would need to change. You gave up something that you really wanted. Like you really wanted more kids. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely would have. But like, the responsibility of it, you actually made that responsible choice to kind of say, hey, two, two is enough based yeah. on a b and c yeah definitely a lot, a lot of factors how how did you deal with the postpartum anxiety the second time did you go to a doctor yeah so second time it all kind of came to a head um brian was i think jojo was i don't know maybe like 10 weeks old or something so she wasn't like brand new like i had been dealing with this for a while he was going on like a field trip with his kids i thought he was coming home at a certain time he was like oh yeah i'll be back from the bus at like four or five and i broke down like just the thought of him coming home later than expected was like the breaking point for me and being alone at home with her and then dealing like nap times were really hard again. The sleeping thing was really hard again, like working through that rough patch of, I don't know what the heck to do with her. Like she doesn't know what to do either. Cause she's a baby. Like <laughs> she doesn't know what a baby. nap schedule is. <laughs> All of those things like just came to a tipping point for me and I couldn't stop crying Um, and my husband actually like called my mom to be like, I left Jessica, like she's okay, but like she could use some checking up on today. Like go, go just be with her. So like my sister came over, my parents came over and just like hung out. So, and it was definitely like an uncontrollable, like, oh, I can't, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I'm so tired. I'm so, I just need. Do you think it had a lot to do with sleep again? Probably, and also, just again, just that anticipatory, like, I know a nap is coming up very soon because they nap all the time, and it's going to be a shit show. Yeah. Because that's what it is when they're that young. Yeah. But I had done 10, 12 weeks of it, and my husband was back to work, and I had, we, um, had AJ going to preschool less, which I was like, I'm home, so she should be home with me. That'll be a good bonding time, blah, blah, blah. But that probably, in hindsight, <laughs> right. wasn't great. But it was also hard to like take her to preschool every day yeah. and pick her up because that was a nap time. You know, it was just, again, like those first three months were just really hard for me. Like the way my brain works and what I need to feel like a functioning person again doesn't quite drive with the of new. people have it's, this happen. Shoot. So it's a yeah. lot of, of people... Yeah. And it's probably more because there's probably postpartum for men that isn't really talked about. Yeah. So you know it, I, I think mean? it just came to a head where there was like a moment of like a breaking, m- point. a breaking point mm-hmm. where I wasn't just kind of suffering and just sucking it up for so long. It yeah. was like a clear like, OK, like the, something's not right. Like I need some help. I have a really important question. Yes. Does your vagina ever go back to what it was? I mean, you. I guess you would technically. My husband could be the the judge of that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as far as I know, like 
Yeah. She looks the same. Like, did you do Kegels? I did do Kegels and everything, but that's more for like your pelvic Pelvic floor floor and like abdominal strength and core strength. That doesn't really help like the outer like vulva looks or anything. But like, so yeah, everything. Everything went back. Yes. A question that has come up. And I'll say I had big babies. You did. And I pushed both out. AJ was eight, 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 and 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 Jojo, Jojo was, was eight thirteen. Jesus Christ! Like twenty and a half inches, and then twenty one inches. It's a big. How big were you? You had a big fucking head. <laughs> I had a big head. I don't know. Am I supposed to know? I don't know. You're don't sometimes. Know. I can text my mom real quick. She had to have text her. She had to have a C section because I think the umbilical cord got it wrapped around my. Maybe not that, or my heart rate. I don't know. If something, something happened. Your head was just, too big to come changed. out of her vagina, probably. Or that, that was one of the reasons, too. Ask her how big. That was my reason, Text too, your mom. For my Ask mom. her how big Sorry, you were mom. when you were born. Ask her how big you were. Um, how do you not lose your identity as Jessica? I mean, honestly, I think I did lose it for a little bit there. I think I did. I think um, motherhood can be all-consuming, and if you're not in the right headspace you can lose yourself a little bit and it can take some time to figure out like, okay, who am I aside from this? What are my likes? What are my hobbies? How do I like to spend my time? Um, and I think again, like the breastfeeding piece, like I breastfed both girls. AJ was like close to two years and Jojo was a little bit over two years. Yeah. Yes. Wow. So it's easy to become all wrapped up in that. It's really easy. You're like a feeding machine. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you feel when you went back to work? Uh, I mean, it's a mixed bag. It's like parenthood in general is just a mixed bag. It's everything. It was relief to have some routine and like some normalcy and something to myself. Mm. And it was horrible because you don't realize how tiny babies are when you financially like have to go back to work, you know, or a lot of us have to go back to work. So like AJ was 10 weeks old, like a freaking <gasps> nugget still. Oh God. And, like, thankfully she was with family. She was with my like awesome sister-in-law and my parents. So like, thank goodness for that. Um, and then Jojo, it worked out where like my summertime hit pretty quickly. So she went into childcare till when she was more like six months old. Okay. Um, but it was a nice relief of so when I did come home I was maybe a little more refreshed but like yeah you know it was you you miss them a little bit and it's like I can't wait to get home to yeah. my family and when you're in it all the time it's hard to know which way is up because it can be all it's so, so it's consuming. so interesting my I, I have so many siblings and one of my siblings is a librarian and she works full-time and when she went back to work, she had a lot of guilt about going back to work and they had a nanny. Mm -hmm. So they had someone to watch her during the day. Great. Yeah. But she said it was so nice to come home and have her be like, mommy, I miss you. And like the reunion. Oh, the reunion. The reunion. God. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're here. Yeah. But leaving in the daytime was hard, but coming back was great. And and then the feeling of being purposeful and having a meaning outside of being a mom. Well, I was a better mom as a working mom, honestly. Yeah. Like for me, for me. And I have known so many moms like through work and just personally were like working part time is how they can be the best mom and the best partner and the best coworker and all the things and the best 
self. Person self. Like self. My other sister just depends. Has had babies back. She did the eleven month old oh. and then boom had Power a baby. Yeah. And she's mom twenty four hours a day. Like and they, they do family bed so everyone yeah. sleeps together and she goes to bed and wakes up and is mom constantly and she is amazing at it. Mm-hmm. And it's two different styles of parenting and it's it's so beautiful totally it can look so many different ways yeah and it just has to be what makes you a healthy like sane whole person right and you're not gonna go right like we thought oh we're gonna have the babies in with us for the three months six months whatever I was like I can't sleep like my anxiety is through the roof you're making grunting and tossing and turning and barfing in your sleep like I can't like at this point like I need to sleep more than I need to monitor your every movement like you what's safest for our family right now is for you to be in your crib and for me to get a little uninterrupted sleep how that's what worked for us and so you have separate rooms for the girls yeah so they were gosh we did a we slept down on the couch with them for a little bit, like really early on. Um, like when whoever was a newborn to give the other person some time sure. to sleep. Um, and then we did the little bassinet thingy like by the in the bed. And then we moved to like cribs with the monitor and we're close by and all like our three rooms are right there. Um, do they have their own rooms? They do. They have their own rooms. Yeah. That's great. I think so. Yeah, they need the space. <laughs> How is it personality-wise, quickly? Yes. Um, having two girls, uh, they're completely different human beings, yeah? They are. They're pretty different. Is JoJo more like your husband? I... She's a little more... Yeah, like, for... What comes to my husband and I, I'm definitely more the, like, the routine. The, we're classic. He's a younger sibling and I'm an older. So, ah. like, that's our roles in... Mm our marriage too. He's classic little brother, like teasing, taunting, being silly, trying to bug me. Just today. Yeah. Just, Oh, totally. Like Mm. what's the plan? I don't know. And like, great because it brings balance. Like if we we were both drill sergeants like me, that would be horrible. (laughs) So our kids are similar. Like Sienna is definitely more like a little more like the daredevil, like willing to take risks. Um, more and AJ's pistol. more calculated. Yeah, AJ is a little more calculated, like likes to get the lay of the land, like I said, and is the rule follower and kind of has our eye on like, is everyone else doing what they're supposed to do? Um, and Jojo is breaking the rules and jumping off the couch and hitting and growling and hissing at you and <laughs> all, the, all the like. How do you how do you deal with screen time? Well, throw a pandemic in there oh, and God. um you know, the boundaries around screen time are not very strict in our house. Okay. Yeah, they're just not very strict. So wake up, probably watch, and there's something called Bluey, if you guys... Oh, yeah, Bluey. Oh, my gosh. Bluey, I know Bluey. Like, we were all so excited when season three of Bluey came out. I love Bluey. But it's great. Like, seven minute. Yes, you can watch one Bluey before bed. Sure. One more Bluey, because it's only seven minutes. So, um, but JoJo still naps, so that's when... AJ gets like her big girl time. So like this summer we watched, um, what did we watch? Like Homer Bound and Ooh, like Princess Bride yes! and Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh my God. So it's like whole nother level of parenting and like how exciting child bonding unlocked. Um, 
yeah, we're not super strict about it. That's great. Honestly. And no, we, honestly, we still, and like the parents that are kind of, it's like, and I get it and it's ideal and great yeah. and lovely. And we're also realistic and like, we like movies too. Like we like to hang out after they've gone to bed and watch a movie. So yeah. we also will do that as a family. Yeah. But I also like get antsy and don't want to sit around all day yeah. and they can't sit around all day. So we're up and out of the house and yeah. doing stuff too. So, okay. Yes. We're going to take a really quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk sexy time. <laughs> we're also going to talk vasectomies and then we're going to play the 69 game. Shoot. I'm preparing myself now. <laughs> Great song choice, by the way. This was not on my list, but I love this. Nope, but I like it. We'll be right back. Since 2014, Four Sons Brewing has been creating authentic craft beers, unique seltzers, and family-friendly locations throughout Huntington Beach. They are a pillar of our community, and we hope they become a staple in your home. Find them in Costco, Total Wine and Spirits, or online at foursonsbrewing.com, and by visiting one of their three locations. Make sure to tell them Ashley at What's Your Position sent you. Stay safe, stay kind, Stay sexy and cheers. What's Your Position podcast wants to hear from you. Call 513-6969-SEX anytime and leave us a message. Maybe you have a question about anal. You have a fact about fisting. Or you just want to say, hello, fellow human. 513-6969-SEX. Call us. We will play your message in an upcoming episode. That's 513-6969-739. And remember, stay safe, stay kind, and stay sexy.
fellow humans talking about motherhood, raising daughters. Are you ever afraid that you're going to fuck your kids up? Oh my God. I mean, if you don't ask that at the end of every day as a parent, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, seriously. Yeah. No, I mean, I've come to terms with the fact that at some point my kids will go to therapy and come to me and say like, this really didn't jive with me as a person. A person. Like you're that, okay, that and you have a, you're aware of this fact. Absolutely, <sighs> I'm aware of it. Does it make you not want to be a parent? No. Okay. Yeah, it's scary. I mean, it's scary. It's really like scary. You, yeah, you can do what you think is best, and you're still a human that is separate from them, and they have different needs than you. And I could be doing something right now that, obviously not intentionally, but that could really put a spin on the rest of their lives. Like that's very daunting if you think about it. It's very daunting. And it's also like, I can, I know I'll also be able to say to them, like hear their experience and validate all of that and and own and hear everything they need to tell me and be able to sleep at night knowing that I've done everything I can to like be a better person to push myself as a parent and as a human and what are my triggers do you read and like new books yeah, and you like I do, do research and I, yeah, yeah I do I a lot of what I post on social media is like reminders for myself like they're, and they're I, amazing reminders and I repost I half the to, shit that you post by the way I, it's reminders for myself yeah. you know because I'm not perfect and I'm bringing all of my shit to the table yeah you know yeah um and there's no way around that was your husband bummed that he didn't get a boy I think we both went to some through like a little bit of loss. It was a loss. It was exciting to have two girls and to know that they'll have hopefully that sister bond and that camaraderie, you know, like sisters for life. We both have sisters. Um, And it was a little like, okay, like we're probably going to have two and we'll probably not have the opportunity to parent a son. So it's, I think it's okay. And should be talked about more that some of that like brief disappointment is part of the journey and it doesn't take away and okay and it doesn't take away from our joy of our second daughter of course oh Oh my gosh I can't imagine our lives any other way yeah but it can be both and that's okay is he a good girl dad he's such a good girl dad he has a pink sweatshirt is he braid hair not braiding he has done a ballet bun before nice yes well they both have curls yeah, it's really difficult to fuck with curls. If you I'm ever have need, a, if oh, you I'm ever, gonna need it. If like, you ever, I literally just had a conversation with my husband's sister, and she was like, "You know, JoJo's got some like, oh yeah, kinky curlies coming in." I'm like, mm-hmm. "I don't know what to do." She's but, like, "You can't brush through that." No, like, God, no, 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 no. <laughs> throw the brushes away. I know. I know. We don't brush this. I, I'm gonna need a, a don't brush. curl education. I got you. Yeah, I got you. I'm gonna need help. Um, fun fact about your host, I was eight weeks premature. Little tiny. <laughs> it was a little baby. I was That's a lot of weeks. It's a lot. That's, yeah, shoot. Thirty two weeks. I have asthma because well, I was premature. There you go. My yeah. little lungs yeah. were not fully developed. I was four pounds when I was born. And I had to be in an incubator for the first five days of my life. They cooked you. They did. <laughs> They kind of just roasted me yeah, in like a, a, like a spit, like yeah, a so, spit roaster, yeah. like a rotisserie, yeah. almost Broil. like a little chicken. 
quick five day broil. <laughs> a quick five day Sorry, broil. I'm picturing babies on a, like oh, that on a little so And you're ready. Eating, but yeah. It's I science. was tiny. It's science, and I and it's funny because all of my siblings, I'm the oldest, right? And all of my siblings are a solid three inches taller than me. Interesting. All of them. Makes sense. Were all they good? Were they any, any of them preemies? Nope. Huh. My mom was 18 when she had me, so when you're a teenager, you're more yeah. likely to have a premature birth. And then my mom waited five more years and had Cecily. There you go. Cecily's like 5'9". Yeah. She could be a model. Like, she's so fucking tall. <laughs> and then Lindsay had to be induced because she was just gonna th- like two weeks late. AJ just hang out in yep. there. Uh, Ryan was almost right on time. I kind of sometimes forget about Ryan. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I always hear about my your one brother, yeah. <laughs> my fabulous brother. And then Sierra was late as well. Sierra was like a week late. She came out fat and buttery. She was just mm-hmm. a Buddha baby. We called her Buddha for like her first two years because she just was chunk on chunk on oh, chunk on it. chunk on your vegetable. He just wanted to bite all of the chunks. Fun fact about your producer. I was I was exactly the, the opposite. I was born on the day. No. Really? Fuck yeah. On your due date? On the due date. And That's a very low percentage. The, uh, did you guys, very. Did you have like a, a birth pool? Any of that? Oh, yeah. Did you have like people guessing when you were going to give birth? We did. And I have a screenshot of it. But yeah, it's all family members guessing. And then it was my daughter saying like, oh, she's going to be about little sister. Like she'll be born on Wednesday after breakfast <laughs> or like something like it's like <laughs> March 3rd. You got to like, eat and then brunch. <laughs> it's like so perfect. Well, the thing. I, brunch then birth. Yeah. What I found out is if um, you are born on the day, your parents. That's exactly. That's who. That's gets who that gets the day. money. Yeah. And my dad took the money and went and partied. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. Of course like, he fucking Whoa. did. Yeah. Of course he fucking. Did. There you go. Um, your husband got a vasectomy. He did recently Whoa. had a vasectomy this summer. Summer plans. Great. Great. Um, I have I have three questions. Okay. How long did it take him to recover? Go. Okay. So it was a. It was like a weekend of just in bed, like really no movement. And then it was like a full week till checked in with doctor and like, okay, everything like some discomfort, but like everything's good and you're free to start doing some light weights at the gym. And can he jizz? Yeah. Everything else is, everything is totally normal. You're just eventually going to be shooting blanks. Like there just won't actually be sperm in. But he still ejaculates. ejaculates. Mm -hmm. Fluid. Yeah. And has his orgasms changed at all no great still yeah fantastic still as go vasectomies yes they should be government funded i agree go get well yeah was that part of your insurance did that get paid for uh yeah the vasectomy was covered the reversal won't be wouldn't be right, right. Like, that makes sense yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. Okay but okay yeah it that. was it yeah, was a friday yeah. afternoon there was a line of guys in the waiting room it was <laughs> 30 minutes? Snip. Next. It was literally like, I only do vasectomies on Fridays, so you have the weekend off, and then you can go back to work on Monday if you need to. Smart. Smart. Yeah. Um, It was a system, for sure. How is your sex life with two children under the age of... I I mean, they need attention. They do. 
Yeah. They aren't like in their rooms being angsty. <laughs> oh God, we're not there yet. <laughs> You're not. So how do you guys engage in, uh, how do you get back that identity? I mean, yeah. even with the first one. Totally. How do you get back into the the not procreating sex? The just, you look fucking hot, I'm going to slap your ass, let's fucking, I'm going to bend you over the bed and take you right now. Like, how do you get back to that type of intimacy? So I don't know that it ever fully came back in between our girls. Okay. Because so in between the two. Yes. Okay. So even though I had been done having birth and AJ was older, like I was still breastfeeding, breastfeeding. for an extended amount of time right. and therefore touched out all the days. Right. And nipple aversion is yes, a thing. Yeah. Um, and then it wasn't a ton of time before then we were talking about starting another baby. starting again. Yeah. Right. And then I was pregnant and did the whole thing, extended breastfeeding again. So definitely ebbed and flowed typical, like I said, to like your monthly cycle or even as you're pregnant, yeah. depending on like where you're at. Um, but I feel like we're definitely in a different stage of parenthood where it's like, oh, our kids are kind of self sufficient like i'm coming back into my own like we have a little more time together they I'm go not, to bed they go to bed pretty easily although my younger one is a, can be a total cock block and like the second <laughs> there's like a hand on the thigh she's like mom mom like El- elsa's in the lava on the carpet and i'm like dude come on the floor is lava yeah mom <laughs> meatloaf <laughs> totally um, I'm trying to get laid, Jojo. Shut up. But it definitely is starting to feel like, okay, like there's something to like not having a third. Like we're, our kids are a little older. Like we don't have to worry as much about like, like our days are just different and more exciting. And we have like older kids now. Not older kids, but we don't have a baby anymore. We're not going to, yeah. we're out of the baby phase right. officially. So it's not two hour, every I, two hour feedings, I every two hour think changings. I have like very slowly come out of the fog of being a new mom. And each little season and transition feels like I'm getting back to like myself a little bit more. And for us, getting back to us being a couple a little bit more too. So it just keeps getting like better and better. Okay. Which is cool. And yeah, we have more time together and yeah, bedtime. It's still nighttime. Sex is like where it's at. Mostly. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Mostly. Um, uh, there is no afternoon delight. Yeah. Like randomly we'll have, you know, an afternoon or like a little bit of time before picking up the kids. But or- the problem is like, if you didn't have kids, right. And your husband wanted to have sex you'd be able to be like, nah, I'm not in the mood. But now, if you or your, if you have time, yeah. and you or your husband want to have sex, it's sort of like, yeah, no, we have we to fucking, go. we gotta we fucking gotta fuck. Go. Like, we gotta fuck. Yeah. So, you yeah. may not even be fucking when you want to, and so, that has to kind of mind fuck you a little bit. Yeah, I mean, there were definitely times, especially when kids were younger, where it was, I wasn't as focused on my own pleasure pleasure because yeah, I, I wanted to be close to him. I wanted to be it was intimate more about him. We're married. That, we should fuck. I don't even want to say that, but it was just so much time and energy has to go into like decompressing from the day yeah. and being in 
work mode, mom mode, like we still need to do lunches and pack the bags. And there's like five bajillion freaking things you need to do throughout yeah. the day. It's hard for me to put all that aside and focus on what's in front of us. Do you meditate? I don't. Jessica. I know I'm a freaking social worker and <laughs> mindfulness is like the jam. Uh-huh. And I, <laughs> I have not gotten into it yet. I'm a little upset. That's okay. Do you do yoga? No. I'm going to punch you. I like to. On camera. I like. Aggressive workouts. I like okay. aggressive workouts. I do too. Yeah. But hot yoga. But I do see value great. in. I used to, I did yoga yeah. for a while actually and definitely see the value in that. I just wonder if being present in that moment of intimacy. Are you. Do you feel like you now are able to be present in that moment? Definitely better. Like some days are just harder than others mm-hmm. where it's going to be a quickie and that's just what's going to happen. And I'm not okay. going to come and you are and, and good I'm, for you. Yeah. And great. Like that's just where we're at today and like what we have on our plates. Um, but I'm definitely able to enjoy that time together and take the time and not feel as frantic to like get back to all the other things that like need to be done yeah. and be more present with my husband, which I value so much and, and was lacking for some time with like yeah. little kids. Like it just unfortunately wasn't a huge priority or it was hard to make it a priority yeah. because no, it's not, a, it's shoot, not, you it was a phase. Children you have to feed. Yeah. So it, it feels really exciting to like, okay, we're in this new season of life together yeah. and we're kind of coming back around to like the two of us, and I feel like we've always been very connected as a couple, but like that physical connection mm-hmm. and that like playfulness yeah. and just having more time for each other, like that's coming back more and more recently. And I'm really excited for that. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. For so you. again, like coming more and more out of the fog. And I mean, one day yeah, our kids aren't going to want to hang out with us <laughs> and they're going right. to get up on their own. And again, it's, it's a have season. Have they ever walked in on you having sex? They have not. Great. No. Perfect. Sure, that would be very traumatizing know, for I'm everyone, everyone involved. involved. <laughs> update, um, hold on. Update from my mom. Oh. She said I was seven pounds something. <laughs> and then she also said that was mostly your head. <laughs> Which is, you, you want a baby with a small head. Nope. Nice chub and everything else yeah. is, can nope. slip Huge right dogging. through. But Still have one. Last thing I want to ask you before we play the 69 game. What is your favorite thing about being a mom? Oh my gosh. You're going to make me cry. And I also can't answer questions like this. Cause it's I have a like really horrible question. 50 things flying through my head. There's no wrong answer, but I'm the kind of person I'm going to text you later. Okay. And for like a week later to be okay. like, dang it here and this and this, and I'll think about it for the next 10 years. So I think the best part about being a mom is that I am entrusted. Oh, geez. <laughs> I am entrusted with guiding You're an asshole. these little lives. And not just until they're 18, like forever if they want it to be that way. Yeah. And I'm, I'm still trusted with all of that, their yeah. life experience. Yeah. And that is, yes, overwhelming and can feel daunting. And am I doing it right? But also, like, there is no greater joy or responsibility 
in the whole world for me. Yeah. Like, that's it. You know? You really just love giving these humans guidance. And 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 I get to see it all. Like, the first time they... Like, my older one just... This music is killing me. Just, like, (laughs) my cautious one. She just, like, charged it. (laughs) Charged it down a water slide. (gasps) Like, I got to witness that and her joy and my excitement. And, like, that was her first time doing that. So all of those firsts and all of, like, them overcoming their their personal obstacles. And it's just going to get harder and more intense and more involved. I just want to say... But I get to be there for all of that. Like, how lucky am I? Watching the way that you embrace each of their, like, personalities and, like, teaching them about reading and during COVID being outside and, like engaging in like play outside and and hanging out with their with their friends and like you really developed who they are going to be as people i hope so yeah oh yeah in progress work in progress everybody's a work in (laughs) progress but exactly the acceptance you have of who they are as they change right yeah, yeah, that's, that's hard. That's hard to balance the the ebb and the flow of a personality of a person, and I can't wait for you to come back in like I don't know ten Shoot, years totally. and talk to us about uh, both of them as teenagers. Dude, they're the gonna get into so much trouble together. Oh, well, and I gave my parents a run for their money it's like this is just karma and oh. like what was due to me in life fantastically girl. yeah no you so here. i'm in for Ooh. it and we'll we'll do our best through that yeah. season too it's gonna yeah. be really it's gonna be a challenge yeah and it is. and if they're probably they're gonna do exactly what they're supposed to be doing as teens which is to do dumb shit push boundaries for us to be there for them and help them through it yeah and again, questions. remind me of this in 10 years. I will. I, just I, will, so I will replay this like, in 10 um, years Jeff, for you. Remember when you said? So you said that this is what they're supposed to be doing. So that's what they're doing. Uh, uh, we have come to the point in the show where you get to play a game. Oh, my gosh. She's so nervous, you guys. I'm such a dork. I get stressed about this it's stuff. It's fine. It's fine. I know, it's literally a game. It's a game. <laughs> she knows the number. She was like, by the way, I know that 37 is the most. I is was that like, wow, I didn't the, even know. I'm not totally caught up. With no, episodes, that's it. But is that 37 still? is the number. Shoot. That's it's hard oh, yeah. to get there. Darcy didn't get into the 30s. No, Darcy well, did not. Some of the questions I've heard are like greatest. What's your favorite sandwich? My biggest advice is just skip. Just Totally. But some are like intense. Like, what's your greatest challenge, or what's your Skip. greatest? But Skip. <laughs> Skip until I ask a yes or no question. Oh. And the, the fucked up thing is, there's 115 questions, oh my gosh. and I literally just do this. I go like starting that there and just and scan whatever. So I never ask the sa- the questions in the same order. Right. So some people get the short end of the stick. But I'm going to get the what's your biggest pet peeve? Oh, pass. <laughs> so I need meditation in my life right now. <laughs> Let's do this. My hands are sweating. Jessica, 
I am going to ask you as many questions as possible in 69 seconds. Let's do it. You get points for any question you answer. Answer. You are allowed to skip whatever question you'd like. Got it. But you do not get points for questions that you skip. Jessica, (laughs) are you ready to 69? I'm ready. Sweet or savory? Savory. What ice cream do you get from the ice cream man? Rocky Road. Favorite song? Pass. Horror or comedy? Comedy. Have you ever taken hallucinogens? No. Do you smoke weed? No. Favorite snack? Cheetos. Do you have TV in your bedroom? Yes. Dog or cat? Cat. Can you play a musical instrument? Yes. What is it? Piano. Would you rather be attacked by 50 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? Oh, God. Horse-sized duck? Play... Favorite place to take a vacation? Hawaii. Have you ever played spin the bottle? Yes. Favorite baseball team? I don't have one. Do you believe in love at first sight? Yes. Is monogamy a social construct? Uh, yes. Who's your best friend? My husband. What's your first job? Starbucks. Who's your first kiss? <laughs> Chris. Windows up or down? Down. Finish this line. yippee ki Motherfucker. Favorite season? Fall. Lake or ocean? Ocean. Front or back? Back. Finish this. <laughs> I am? Fantastic. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Have you ever used online dating? No. Person you text the most? Text the most? Yep. Oh, sorry. Pa- uh, Brian. Scared? <laughs> are you scared of the dark? No. What are you thankful for? My family. Drink you order at the bar? Uh, shoot the root. Do you like oral root, oral sex? Yes. Hugs or handshakes? Hugs. Do you take naps? Yes. Ever been to a concert? Yes. Would you skydive? No. Top of that's, 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 that's it. Dude, that was good, right? That, that was, was good. Was that been, good? That's been the 69 game. <laughs> okay, that was good. I feel like that was good. You're going to count them? He does. Oh, I've been counting the whole time. He keeps counting. What do you think you got? I, I blacked I think out, she got honestly. 30 I totally blacked out. Two. 35. Dude! <laughs> well done. Thank you. That might be second all time. Second? That's okay. I'm coming back. 10 years. There you go. I'm coming ten back. Years. 10 years of oh, practice. Oh, this podcast is going for? Forever. When I have well, teams. Well, we're going to be a TV show by then. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, that's Definitely. true. Definitely. That's fact. That's fact. Uh, that's fact. Okay. I did. Okay. That's fact. I'll take it. 35. That's fucking good, Jess. You have 37. Um, I think people Kim. who reach in the 30s, that's good. There's only been like six people that have gotten in the 30s. I literally blocked out. Nate. <laughs> I think it's okay if you didn't get first. If you get yeah. in the 30s. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll listen. The- Kimberly Butler. Oh, my maiden name. So much. So obviously Kimmy. she got 37. Kim has memorized the questions. I have heard this story a couple times. It's yes. not your fault. She knows the answers before she answered them. Like she was ready. So I should go head to head with Kimberly Butler. As all, I'm also fact. a butler. Yes, fact is what you should do is go head to head with Kimby. Yeah, this is true. Championship. Brackets and everything. That would be so Dude, fun. Nate also did really well. Nate, got, Nate was one of our first yeah. 30 breakers of 30. Have I done it? I think yeah. I did it once. You did yeah. it once. So did I. I think you did oh, it. Okay. I was yeah. going to say, yeah. Bunky made me do it. And I. he was like, have you ever played? I'm like, yeah, no, motherfucker. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> this is my game. Thank I you. Okay, this game. proud of that. Well, well, it's not like Pat Sajak has ever played Wheel of Fortune. That's fact. Like, <gasps> Alex oh Trebek gosh. never played yes. Jeopardy. Yeah. Like, Very true. my fucking game. I don't have to play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, I really appreciate the fact that you came on and talked about not only your journey as a mom, but your journey through your birth, your journey through um, each pregnancy, your journey with your husband and postpartum anxiety. Like what a vulnerable topic 
You know what I mean? And to be the first person to talk about motherhood on this podcast, I feel like it was long overdue. I'm very honored. Very, very humbled and honored. And you, I, I've wanted you on this podcast for I, a while. Yes. So I am the one who is humbled and honored that you agreed to come on and Thank reveal you. all of your secrets. I also think that you are one of the most beautiful moms that I, I have seen. I, you know, I, in social media, I, we filter things and we do things and we post the things that are joyful. But you don't just post the things that are joyful. You post the struggles. Yeah, yeah. You post the hard times. Try to make it real. You post the things that are what it means to be a mom. And, and that's why I truly appreciate who you are as a mom. And I think that your story is genuine and worth telling. So yeah, it's all of it. Totally. I think that you love your children with some sort of like unbridled <laughs> passion that I rarely see sometimes in moms. There's a lot of people who want to control their children in a way that seems unhealthy. Yeah. And yeah. you honestly want your children to be who they are. And you can see that. Thank you. Thank you. That's that's my number one is for them to be who they're meant to be. And I exactly. wrote them both letters before they were born. Uh, and I, they're in their baby books. Um, but that what? was one of my wishes for them is to just be alongside you as you are meant to become the person you're meant to be, whatever that is. When, are you, be when are you going to give it to right them? There, I don't know. <laughs> Like at graduation or like when they get married or like what? Oh, here here, here. (laughs) comes. But if I can, if I can Ah. do that, then I've done my job. No. And and you're right. They're going to go to therapy someday and be like, this was not driving with who I was as a person. And that's okay. And I'll have to stomach that. And that'll be my responsibility to stomach that. As a mom. Yeah. And help them through that. Totally. I respect you I don't even know if I can explain the amount of respect that I have for you um I don't want to be a mom there was never <laughs> a moment in my human body amen that, sister that I ever yeah. wanted to, to be a mom but I I think it is absolutely one of the most beautiful things when someone is not only a mother but truly embraces what it means to be a kind, empathetic, understanding mom. And and I think it comes a lot from what everyone hopes their mom could be. You represent, I think, what a lot of moms wish they could be. Oh gosh, thank you. And I applaud you. And I, I think that your husband and you have something phenomenal and i i am just just really proud of you thank you thank as a you. person well, and, as a friend and, and yeah thank you like for people who aren't wanting to have kids but still having this conversation yeah. and, and hosting this podcast and topic and all those things yeah this has been really helpful for me too just to verbalize all of my experiences and to put it out into the universe and yeah. it's it done a lot for me too and hopefully it can reach some people who are like shoot I'm going in I'm in the trenches too so every single podcast somebody says oh thank you I too had a 40 hour delivery (laughs) and (laughs) we made (laughs) also have two completely different (laughs) children that are toe heads yeah Yeah. you will reach 
humans. So totally. thank you for sharing your story. Thank I truly you appreciate it. For um, having me. Robert Main Airplane. Do you have a charity that you'd like to talk about? Yeah, we want to introduce a new segment. <clears throat> I took this segment from um, I think it was Trevor Noah on the Daily Show. They do this Love at it. the end. So I'm stealing Love it from him. him. Uh, we want to start mentioning some charities that uh, kind of go along with what we're talking about. Yeah. This isn't exactly what we're talking about, but kind I thought of. it was, it was you know, an interesting one for me. It's called singlemom.com. It is not a porn site. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> who they are. Singlemom.com is a catch-all of resources for single moms with links to financial resources, parenting advice, articles, and more. The information at singlemom.com is submitted from other single moms and non-government entities. Nice. What they offer is in addition to blogs and advice, resources in the site include financial aid for educational links, financial assistance links for child care, bills, nutrition, and housing, legal advice, health resources, and grouped resource links by state. Fantastic. It probably had a lot of resources during the uh, formula shortage that we were having. Yeah. Uh, Is that not a thing anymore? Are we good now? It's okay. Okay. I haven't heard much about it. It's better. It's definitely better. But thank you. Singlemoms.com if you'd like to donate to a charity. Or you need um, some more information. Maybe you're a single mom. Or if you yourself are a single mom and and need Need some some information, singlemom.com. Get get there. Get some resources. Anything you'd like to plug? Oh, shoot. I don't know. All right. Yeah. No, I don't think so. (laughs) 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 Singlemom.com. No, I just think that's a very relevant yeah, program. That's right? a really good URL too. It's just right to the point. That's yeah. amazing that it wasn't good point. already I didn't taken. Think porn. You're totally right. Like <laughs> I can't believe that wasn't taken by yeah, a porn. That's definitely personally a rule thirty four. Single sure. ma- It's definitely yeah. a rule thirty four. Very, very worthy. Very organization. Very worthy. We all need the support. Uh, follow us on Instagram um, if you haven't already at What's Your Position Podcast. Um, make sure that you are checking us out on YouTube. Uh, type in What's Your Position podcast and you can find us on YouTube. We are now doing all of our fucking episodes live. You can watch me drink White Claw. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Um, oh, I want to know how yeah. many questions a four-year-old asks every day. Oh my God. I need to know this. Holy shit. I almost forgot the statistic of the day. Start the music up, Robert Main Airplane. It's the start of the day. All right, what is it? 300. Dude. I was closer. Oh, my you were. goodness. Yes. You should have stuck with 220. I gave them you said way 220. Too much credit. You said 220. And then I was like, you were a preschool teacher. How I know. Do you and not I, know I was this. I, again, blacked out. It's fine. My memory. It's fine. It's 300 is the I'm, average. I'm honestly not surprised. No, of course you're not. <laughs> you have a three year old and a seven year old. So. Have you seen that meme where it's like, oh, now as a parent, I understand why Yoda just straight up died when Luke was asking him all the questions. (laughs) And it is the greatest, most accurate portrayal. I'm just going to nap and die. Stop with the questions. I've lived for 300 years and this is enough. I'm done. with your shenanigans. I'm just going to die. So, pretty accurate. 300 is the average questions that a four-year-old asks. But, on average, between the ages of two and ten, it's 73. So, it dies down. Okay. After. <laughs> I'm still waiting. Wow, though. 300 questions a day. I love questions. And even I would be like, bro, shut up. It's a lot. <laughs> it, 
It's a lot. I don't know. I think I'll and Google. Timing, Look it up. Like they don't. Like no. my older one will literally be like, "Mom, is right now a good time for a question?" Because I'll be like, "I can't." Oh, but she cute. knows. Like, are you ready for a question? I'm like, "Yes." Yeah, I had my sure, coffee. I'm sure, ready for a question. Sure. Why do ducks have feathers? Exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> Why do my eyelashes fall out? Mm-hmm. That's a weird one. Yep. Nope. Why is my poop sometimes green and sometimes brown? I've heard all of the above. I don't understand it. Any of it. Thank you for having children so I don't have to. Absolutely. You're very welcome. Thank you for being an amazing mother. Thank like, you. I just, there's not enough of you in the world. It means a lot. And the humans that you're raising and sending into the world are going to make this place a better place to live. I think so too. Um, very lucky. I'm super grateful for moms. For moms that maybe didn't give birth but became a mom, yes. right? Um, I'm I'm super grateful for uh, the human beings in the world who are good moms, good dads, good yeah, husbands. Don't forget dads. There's a hashtag. No, don't forget dads. Don't for hashtag. Yeah. Don't forget dads. Mm-hmm. We actually have an episode called "Being a Girl Dad." It's in season two. Yes. And it's all about being a girl dad. And it's, it, a, it's a really good episode yeah. about uh, about raising a daughter and being a dad. And, and we don't forget dads here at yes. What's Your Position. We love, hashtag we love dads. Uh, make sure you follow us at What's Your Position Podcast on Instagram. Go on YouTube, download, like, and share with your friends. Oh my God. Season three, motherfuckers. Woo! Cheers to Terry. We didn't cheers to Terry yet. Cheers to Terry in season three. Cheers we to love Terry. him. And we love you, goddammit. Stay safe. Stay kind. Stay sexy. What's Your Position podcast represents the opinions of Ashley Weller and her guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice and is intended for education and entertainment purposes only. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of error. Stay safe, stay kind, and stay sexy.